Damn, that was good. All right, Matt, this is your chance. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you riz them up. Go ahead. All right. Hi, my name is Matt. Mm. Please. <laughs> Begging you. <laughs> if if there's an ounce of kindness in your body for a dollar a day, <laughs> you can UNICEF. You can you can save me from this fucking hellscape. Please being single in 2023. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Peter. Mario's gone on vacation, but we got a special guest co-host Adrian and a special up, guest Matt. Let's go. Let's go guys, have listen. <laughs> Let's get this over with. <laughs> bro, me, you, you both. Um. Uh, tell them about yourself, bro. All right. My name is Matt. Um, I've been, I'm just, my name is Matt. I've been Peter's <laughs> longtime friend now. Adrian's short time friend. Well, <laughs> I've been Peter's friend, but he hasn't been my friend kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's one-way that, friendship. Yeah, man, yeah. But, but I'm still here, still kicking after 15 years, you know? So... Hopefully we'll just keep it going. <laughs> he hopes, but you know, I'm gonna keep it going if I can't help it. You know, I know, of course, of course. <laughs> and uh, I live in the um, the greater, greater New York area. So I've been a Cali, Cali guy my whole my whole life. But you know, I recently moved into the greater, greater New York oh, area. Where exactly is that? It's in Boston. Boston. <laughs> All right, tell me what you're doing in Boston. Why are you in Boston? Uh, originally, I moved to Boston. It was for work. Work dictated. The I just was happened to be applying, got a job offer, and they were like, hey. Three weeks, can you move out to Boston right now, sight unseen? I was like, let's do Damn. it, you know? And luckily, like, I mean, I don't even consider that risky per se because, dude, the offer was, like, amazing. They're like, we'll help you figure it out, you know? And I was like, well, I've never lived, like, away from home mm -hmm. like that per se. And then that far away from home was actually a relatively easy choice, mm -hmm. too. And then, and actually, it started out as a work thing. And mm -hmm. then slowly, just kind of, I had been, like, kind of, what's it called like cutting back on work and then just enjoying more the things that are uh, it's more now about like what can i do and how like as i live away from home mm -hmm. you know live my life away from home like discover myself you know <laughs> yeah. i'm on my uh eat pray love shit out in boston you know oh, what i mean wow. yeah, yeah yeah tell them man it's love, like it's love. like uh what is it it's this just really corny thing about this girl who reads a a book by i think julia child book mm -hmm. you know and then she yeah. just like it's a really kind of corny book about like self-discovery mm. and you know like but you you're discovering with it? yeah yeah no it's discovering your own femininity <laughs> and coming into yourself as a woman <laughs> except coming into yourself <laughs> as a woman. no 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 and uh, i'm oh. not coming i'm not coming into anyone <laughs> you know what i mean no 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 He's no single no. ladies in case you're no, wondering. No, 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 no no double double rephrase <laughs> Pause. All right. So since you moved to Boston, what's the biggest discovery you've had? The biggest discovery is so and only moving to Boston. Am I able to do these things that I would never be able to do like when I'm at home? So mm. if um, back at home, it's like and for better or for worse, I, I love hanging out with my friends, spending time with everybody. I always like make time to go out and, you know, like let's say random thing like birthdays or something mm. like that. Or I'm always out. Uh, I love spending time with friends, family, and whatnot. And so because that occupies so much of my time, like hobbies, maybe less so. And Boston, now it's like 
you you need that you have so much free time and so one of the nice things about boston is just being able to there's nothing to do (laughs) (laughs) nah it's it's i get to pursue all of these things like put myself in different situations like discover like new hobbies so like jujitsu for example is Mm. it was a like one of my favorite hobbies out there right now because it's so like mentally challenging Mm. physically challenging and it, it takes a lot of time like you have to honestly if I were drinking as much as I were when I'm usually like at home, there's there's no way I could in like full like to full effect do the jujitsu thing, right? So mm. I, it's nice that I can pursue a hobby to its fullest and not have to like be like fuck like because I'm doing this like I, I can't hang out with my friends anymore or I have to tell I have to tell my friends no, you know? I almost like force myself to be like, well, yeah, you, you have nobody to you know? <laughs> you got no friends. <laughs> <laughs> you have nobody to say no to as much. <laughs> So, like, you can go do this thing. And, I mean, that's just, like, one of the hobbies. There's, like, I read, like, a lot more often now or whatever. I mean, I've always loved reading, too, right? Yeah. Or or just in general, I needed to – not even I needed to. I've always been fairly confident that I um, am, like, an agent of my own happiness. I know how to make myself happy. I know I would be by myself in any situation, anything I'm doing, for the most part, like – I would be okay and I'd be happy, right? You can prove that by moving there. <clears throat> yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure. I'm out. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, man, I have, I have something to prove, you know? Yeah. I mean, was- you, you didn't seem, like, reluctant at all when you moved. Mm-hmm. Was there any kind of, like, hesitant? Like, were um, you hesitant anyway? No, none at all. And the ironic thing is that, like, it was so easy. Every, it was so easy to move because everything was, like, so great at home. Mm-hmm. So... My family situation sense. at home was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was so, my life was so wonderful at home. It made it easier to leave. I need to struggle. Yeah. <laughs> not even that, bro. I don't need to you prove you to myself. You cosplay being poor. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not even that. It's like, ironically, it's like, Fuck okay. Siddhartha of Boston. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, didn't, I didn't go climb Mount Everest, bro. Like, I'm yeah. just like, I knew, okay. Because my relationship with my parents was so great and I knew that they were very, like, they were taken care of and everything was good with them. Mm. Sort of all of those things, health and financial. Mm. My sister was, she had just graduated PT school, was coming into her own job, like, making her own money. Like, she was really great with my friends. All of those, like, friendships were really great. I'd never, no, there were no, like, regrets with friendship or there's no drama or anything like Mm -hmm. that. And so I knew, like... I can always just like if this if this doesn't work out, I'll come home to like a near perfect mm. like situation, a near perfect thing, right? And so, mm. and the nice thing is, is I still do like come home, mm-hmm. and it's like great, and I get to do that. And then also at the same time, without like making any compromises of the other things, like the other hobbies I'm pursuing out in Boston, or just learning about like doing new things out in a city by yourself, mm. I don't have to compromise, and I can do all of those things while still also having it all and also having like a wonderful fucking yeah. like hometown you know yeah. what i mean i know Damn. you you said boston a lot but it sounds like a lot of the things that you're doing in boston you could probably do anywhere outside of this yeah i mean and like boston taught me that it doesn't matter where mm. where i am where i'm going to be i have a lot of agency over my own happiness i can create my own happiness and i'll be fine and i'll be incredibly um just I guess just just really mm-hmm. good, you know. It was Boston just because of, like I said, it started out because of work, and it ended up 
being not even because of work. Like I, I so half ass it at work. Mm. I mean, I've always been like work is just a. <laughs> we'll not talk about work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send that directly to. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then work has always always been about like that separation. It's just a vehicle for like money to give you mm. opportunity to do other things. Yeah. But um, but even more so now, like I'm so so like half assing. But the nice thing is that of course at the same time like. Work pays the bills and then some, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and then gives you, like, with all of that free time, I also have all the whatever I yeah. want for nothing. You can do whatever you want, like, go fly, travel, whatever. Yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I noticed you said that you're, you have agency over your own happiness. How do you create that? Because I'm sure there's hella people <clears throat> who do not have agency over their own happiness. So I don't know. I guess, I mean, just. It sounds so cliche, but like trial and error. You just find the things that you like. You know yourself very well. Like I had always known that I really liked reading, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm home and I'm like, like we're going out every day, every weekend since like we were like 16 each, you know, (laughs) you don't have as much time to read when you're just like dying, like hungover. You know what I mean? And I mean, you'll find the time when you want to, but out there it's like, oh, I could literally just like sit on the couch for an entire day, read and not feel guilty that I had like missed out on something you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and so that it was like you could do it without guilt because you kind of force yourself to be 3,000 miles away Mm -hmm. you know and so kind of in like that or like so you're um, blaming us (laughs) yeah yeah, I know right that sounds so accusatory wait a minute I'm just kidding that's true yeah or like even jujitsu you know I've always known I'd like it and I like it because, of course, like, sure, it's, like, a physically challenging thing. And, like, I'm in, like, whatever. Like, it puts you in, like, excellent shape, right? Mm. But then also, I just really enjoy it just conceptually, right? Like, it's, it's the idea that, like, in, like, a grappling context, if you wanted to, like, 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 if two people were to grapple and combat, then it's, like, okay, the idea, f- the first key idea is to, one, like, beat the periphery. Right, so the concept is you want to like get past the person's like feet mm-hmm. or legs or uh, elbows and knees to access sort of like center mass, like the heaviest part mm. of the body. And the reason is that like if you can access center mass, then you can control their body and control like the movement of it and have control over that body. And then from there, once you access center mass, then you can like work on like whatever it's the put somebody sleep or like break a limb or something mm-hmm. like that. Right, so it's like. Not, it is, of course, like a physically demanding thing, but it's also like a really fun sort of mental game. And I enjoy like thinking about concepts like that and then up, like applying that in like uh, a real like situation. It's just like fun. It's cool. It's mm-hmm. like the coolest, like mm-hmm. most challenging thing in a lot of different ways. Otherwise, if it were like the like the gym, you know, gym is cool. Like it really pushes you. You'll fucking work your ass off. You'll mm-hmm. you'll go through like difficult things like injuries, whatever. But not as much is it sort of like complicated like mentally too you know it doesn't also challenge your critical thinking like at the same time like while it's going on you're yeah. like well, what you're the just fuck saying gym people are just me <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. Right. you you buff motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> no i mean don't get me wrong the gym people will fucking rip me in half but hey man <laughs> outside of jiu-jitsu and reading is there something that you cannot do in boston that you do back here aside from your friends that i can't do in boston that I do back here. Because this, again, it sounds like it doesn't really matter where you go. Mm, because reading I, you could do anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You could probably do most places because it's pretty popular now. I guess then it's just more about like like the amount of time and like energy you have in the day. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's like about like time. Like I just, I just wouldn't have enough to time to do everything I wanted. If I have access to all of my friends mm. and family, then 
I just wouldn't be able to have as much time, I guess. I don't know if there's something that, like, I cannot do in Boston that He's I can do here. He's just asking you to come back home. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, not, bro. I fucking wish. I mean, okay, between the two places, right? Mm -hmm. Since you've established, like, a new lifestyle, you're more at home, right? You do jujitsu. That's, I'm sure you have friends there. Maybe not. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> hey, guys, don't forget to hit like, subscribe, please. <laughs> They're all back here. <laughs> and this is due to the fact that you moved away from your friends. Yeah. Is this now more of a phase or this, is this now more of a lifestyle that you've like come to like? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I've, I haven't really thought about that. I mean, like, it's, it's a really fun way to spend my time and it's a fun thing to be like now, like, also, not just like those hobbies, but it's not necessarily a hobby, but like constantly you're by yourself and you're constantly mm -hmm. stuck with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Way, way more than I would at home. And you mm -hmm. can sort of like manufacture that artificially at home by like going to a movie yeah. by yourself, but it just, it will never be the same. The, the level of comfort you have, like mm -hmm. with no, even where you go to a movie by yourself, you know the theater, you know how to drive to the theater without even like looking it up. But now I'm going to like a new neighborhood and then I'm going to go to like a thrift store. Mm -hmm. And then like even more sort of vulnerable is that like, so when you go through Thing, like I'm gonna like be wearing like just like whatever really short shorts and then like sweats over so I could try on pants mm. so I'm literally exposing myself like being super vulnerable in a place that you're super uncomfortable yeah. you know then I've it's never like never heard of anyone <laughs> describing thrifting like yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want to go thrifting must be a Boston thing I was like hey thrift haul guys <laughs> Okay, besides all that, how hard was it to make friends there? Like your oh, new friends. I got really or lucky. Do you have friends there? Let's go. <laughs> got two. A shout out to uh, the two of you. you the two guys, you know who you guys are. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me alive. <laughs> now, I, I got lucky. Like, it already had, like, the one like person like I had two sort of like like groups or people. Oh, okay. And then from there, you just like branch out and it was it was done. I already oh. had that before even moving. So I can't actually I oh, okay. I kind of not wish, but like I can totally imagine I've seen like other people talk about how like, yeah, I moved to a new city, could not find a single fucking friend. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I even tried where one was more organic, where it was like at practice, like I'll like I've met people at practice and mm. stuff. And we we're, we're even like do we like texting, you know, there's like a little, <laughs> little group chat with the three of us. But like every time I ask them, Why out, I look like that. When you go <laughs> Sounds like you're texting his girl crush. <laughs> no, no, you no. Go thrifting? <laughs> <laughs> and then every time I ask him out, it just like it doesn't work out, you know? Oh. Like so they're busy or whatever, you know. Really? But they they'll they'll say haha like every once in a while, you know. <laughs> like laugh with you or at you. Uh, it's either, either or it's one. <laughs> a response is a response, you know. <laughs> so anyway, that's like like okay, I've tried to do the without knowing anybody or and and it I didn't have any success or like too much success with that. Mm. So I can only imagine if I didn't have also mm -hmm. the two like sort of groups of friends that I had to fall back on. Uh, like I can't even imagine how much harder it would be. Yeah. It, I'm sure it would be harder. Um, but I mean, I'd be all right. Like I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I've actually thought about that before. Mm -hmm. Like moving to a place where you know no one. Yeah. If you can make friends like that. I legit before moving Googled. Like how to make friends as an adult. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Did you really? I, as an adult. Yeah, yeah. It is tough though. It, and then the wicked how was like step one. Like think about the hobbies that you like. Step two, find yeah. a Facebook group. And I was like, Damn, I'm not on Facebook group. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the, instru <laughs> the yeah the instructions a little outdated. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That sounds really tough. Like I remember one time I was trying to make new friends for volleyball. Mm. So I used this app called Meetup, mm. but like. 
I don't know. When you use apps and stuff to make friends, there's a lot of weirdos, I think. And it's like, <laughs> hmm. uh, I don't like this sport at all anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like desperate, too. As much as it yeah, should, it really, does, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Bumble friends. That's like, you can't even, like, get laid. You're just, like, just trying to, like... <laughs> hang out yeah like, there's bumble business too before no way yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumble like, business. Sleeping with deals. The bo- <laughs> yeah, dude. whatever linkedin is like more i heard like some people joke that linkedin is more of a dating app than fucking like tinder no is dude. but that's probably just like really like predatory dudes just like hey yeah, you know yeah, what's yeah, up yeah. Oh, dude like i got this whatever yeah. or like hanging up that hot realtor <laughs> <laughs> yeah. trying to get free rent <laughs> all right all right which which of all the professions do you think begets like the hot that you've seen so it can't be just like you kind of know like you had to have a little bit of experience with it mm-hmm. which profession has the hottest like you know the hottest chicks or guys people the hottest people okay. mm-hmm. hottest chicks i would feel like all service girls that makes oh, I was gonna say restaurants, but that's like restaurant squared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know how much they make? It's like fucking insane. Yeah. Vegas, especially, is like Bro. a whole nother game. You ever wish you were a bottle service girl? <laughs> like, just think about there with your thigh highs and stuff. <laughs> think about the the money and the like, just like the constant like boosting in, yeah. injection into your ego. I like, can't even imagine that. Like, I I'm, I know, right? I'm like, not a good looking enough person to where people pay to yeah. see me. Uh, yeah, you know dude. what I mean? Like. I'm like, yeah, it's like, I'm just good looking enough that you don't have to tell your friends like, oh, no, he looks better in person. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't find a picture, like just yeah. barely above that. Like, yeah, that must be a whole nother, like, <laughs> just just imagine that. Oh, like, dude. Your, your whole worth is dependent on your looks. Mm-hmm. Like your physical, like that's pretty insane. But yeah. that's probably like, like think about like celebrities, right? And that's how they probably fall into that, like. Oh, uh, what is it? All right, the immediate one, random, is like, have you seen Zac Efron? And he got like a oh, chin-like yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Like the dude was literally peak like male example, mm-hmm. right? To like widely considered like in terms of celebrities, in terms of looks, mm-hmm. like just masculinity. That dude was peak masculinity. And for some reason, he's still, and this uh, allegedly, he still felt like he wasn't good enough mm-hmm. and had to like supplement that with like surgery. So medical oh, intervention, shit. not just yeah. like, a f- something that's less sort of more innocuous like I fucking worked out mm-hmm. and it's like oh wow like he did get more buff dude yeah. had to have fucking jaw surgery oh actually I didn't see that yeah oh, yeah no, he, he looks did. completely if you look the now. before and afters we'll, we'll look wow. at it later but yeah. yeah it's like wild I mean I see those kind of people sometimes like I went to <coughs> this bar club one time and I saw this dude and he had like a lot of work done mm. and mm. I was just like whoa like BBL like the freaking lips like I was just like a dude? a dude a dude a dude bbl yeah yeah and how that was like the most recent huh how could you tell he felt it bro oh my <laughs> god dude. he was like yo my nah, boy <laughs> i was like yo this shit don't jiggle <laughs> he's like <laughs> <laughs> dapping the ass <laughs> yeah yeah it was probably hard as a fist too it was like yo, you got rings on too <laughs> he definitely looked like he worked something that has to do with fashion mm. and oh. i think just like zach efron People who have a lot of pressure on them, they they have a feeling like they need to perform. And mm. in order to keep up, sometimes they feel like they need to have some kind of work done. It's, I mean, it's not only in Hollywood, right? Just think about That's like true. something very aesthetic or aesthetic based, like bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, steroids and stuff like that is, is huge. Yeah. And you do it purely for like the looks. And a lot of people cave in because they can't catch up, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, naturally, 
I can't reach that level. Yeah. So therefore, I'm gonna inject myself with. There's a lot of people hormones. on gear. I think. With yeah, that yeah, stuff. exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, now people are more open to admitting that they are. Yeah. Yeah. Versus back then, but yeah. stuff. Which another thing that's kind of weird too is people who get their work work done on them. I've noticed that even the rich people sometimes get bad work done on them. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like why? Hmm. Like I don't understand. I would think that you'd have enough money. To pay for the right surgeon. Or they decided they wanted that because they think that's what would look good on them. Because mm. I feel like a lot of these people would go through like dysmorphia because they just keep having comparisons and they they think they want this. And there's some that's like, so crazy. you see those people who like inject like oil or something in their arms. Oh, yeah, and dude, like, that thing's nasty. And they, they, they think they're like, yeah. you know, like because there's just this whole misconception uh, yeah. in their head. Because I don't want to, you know, I. I don't know for sure. I don't want to call it illness. Mm. You know what I mean? But it does seem extreme. Mm. There's this guy out here in the streets in Santa Ana. He has like fake boobs that are like this big. They're like they're like t- like two feet out. Is it fake boobs or fake pecs? Like is he trying to go? No, for like no. Masculine? He's like wearing a dress and shit like oh, that. Okay, he's okay, trying okay, to okay, go okay, for okay. a womanly yeah, look, yeah, and yeah. it's just absurd, right? Like you look and you're just like, holy fuck! Like what yeah. made you want to get that? And it's it's funny because when people go extreme, that same look is all across the board. And mm. it's nothing new, even with like the new kind of surgeries, new kind of technology and science. Like that look still happens. Yeah. Where it's like the really like high cheekbones and mm-hmm, puffed mm-hmm. up oh, lips yeah. are extremely big, like chest. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird because you, again, like for, for me and you and Matt, I look at him like, damn, that's extreme. Yeah. But then for them, they got to look at him and be like, Oh, that actually looks really good. Yeah. Like you yeah. didn't botch my face or like <clears throat> my look. Yeah. I don't know how people arrive to that. It's pretty scary almost. Mm. I think yeah. it plays into like, okay, so we think that like all of these sort of these all of these sort of people that are all of these vaunted people, right? Whether it's like celebrities, really rich people like fucking Elon or something, or um Bill Gates or mm-hmm. like what else can I think of like anything like athletes Bezos. right <clears throat> Yeah Bezos any any person that is sort of considered like part of high society mm-hmm. I think very often we like ascribe to them that they must be like like gods right sort of like infallible they know everything mm-hmm. right and then so we continue to think that like they are not also in mo- a lot of the in a lot of times right like these people either become rich and famous due to just one thing so like let's say like Elon I was I was talking about this with my parents today like mm-hmm. you think about Elon Musk right dude dude has completely like changed the world in terms of electronic vehicles mm-hmm. has made a huge impact on sort of electronic vehicles and the environment aerospace. but at the same time aerospace too yeah of course and then at the same time though like why the fuck are they asking him about like what he thinks about Israel and Palestine oh, like yeah. what makes you think yeah. that he is going to be able to come up with a solution mm-hmm. where imagine how many like <clears throat> caliphates sheiks like leaders have like been in charge at Palestine, but somehow it's like, oh, Elon, this guy that we just is our current sort of like, you know, um, current like celebrity or current like most sort of popular person. And, and we just think that they, they can do no wrong, that they're infallible. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, well, like Zach Efron, like, dude, we, we thought, we thought he was the most literally like the manliest person ever. 
literally like the epitome of like what like the typical sort of like male should look like a masculinity and dude got fucking jaw surgery because he was like insecure you mm. know or the so, pressure on him would might have been yeah maybe or like lot. that's even that that's like, even like that. his own pressure to, yeah. <clears throat> to continue to keep being you know that sort of peak of i think so but then like imagine right that's like <clears throat> I, I think that agrees with that point because like if like he is the 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 stereotypical male or like peak male, then that means that you should be able to sort of withstand social pressures. Mm. In fact, he's like caved. So mm. it just proves well, that I mean, like when, when you, you put him up there and then male he, with Zac Efron, you, you're majority like talking about physical looks, right? Like I guess so. Yeah, yeah, looks. I don't really know like if people thought. To be able to withstand social pressure as like um, peak male, you would need more of like a mental fortitude where it's not going to crack you fall under that pressure. But that has nothing to do with looks. I guess so, but I mean, he was so buff, people probably thought, like, oh, he must be strong, tough. I mean, you like, can also think about like, the opposite end, right? It's like, look at, let's say the ugliest dude, like, why doesn't he fall under the pressure to get work done? Aside from maybe you can't afford it, but let's mm. say you can't, you know what but I mean? But, like, most like, people just don't think that way. Like, most people don't take it farther than, like, like guy, buff, tough. Do you think it's, like, a guy thing, or do you think that's more of... Not just more like, a, I think more so just, like, a how we sort of view sort of, like, celebrities, or just in general, like... Because like, I know we talk about mainly males, because, yeah, we're, we're guys, we're so just, we get, the only one we understand we know, the more, but, <laughs> but, like, women go through it all the freaking time, right? When you think about it, like, I, I'm scared of fucking surgery. Like, I do not want to go Dude, under the knife if I can right? avoid it. Mm-hmm. So when I see people go under the knife, like, willingly... yeah. I'm just like, wow, you must really want it. Yeah. You know, or, or you're not scared. I don't know. Either that or yeah, you're, yeah. how scared you are is doesn't even compare to how much you want it, you mm-hmm. know? Because what's one of the first surgeries that you see is like breast augmentation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen people get that when they're oh. like 18. Dude, like, yeah, right away. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, you don't care. Like, you're just going to go get it done. Yeah. Like, that matters more to you than anything else. Dude, I yeah. No, because like, I don't even dare, like... I don't even deign to like approach to even try to feel what that feels like. All of those like social pressures on women because like I can't even fucking imagine. It's actually low key like terrifying. Like mm-hmm. I consider myself like a like decently empathetic person to put yourself into somebody else's shoes and to consider their perspective, right? But damn, if you just even think about like what the fuck it would be like to like go under the knife and then like after like breast augmentation surgery for like two weeks, you're in just like yeah. so much pain you can't even like get out of bed. And that was, like, by choice, too. Like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck. And then, like, why do you think you made that fucking choice? Like, I don't even want to get into any of that almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Almost. Like, it's it's pretty insane and nutty. And I wouldn't even, as much as I would try, I don't even consider, like, that I would get even close to, to what it's like as much as I would, like, try. What yeah. would you say is, like, the male, the male comparison to that? Height. Height? Oh, really? Because uh, I feel a, like there's knee surgery. Yeah, but that's there like is, not not, but... not to, to not even close to yeah. like that. Yeah, because there's, there's for sure double standard <clears throat> with when it comes to the beauty standards, right? Yeah. Like you're saying, like people are dying getting BBLs, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. it's a very unsafe procedure. Mm. And the double standard is also with men, like even getting older doesn't affect the beauty standard for them. Like you can be a dad bot and like you'll still have all these. You yeah, could be yeah. a I mean, getting older, rich, yeah. yeah. But getting older, with, there's certain <clears throat> things like, mm-hmm. like I think the biggest for males would be like losing hair. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. You know. Yeah, like, but that's like but, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I think I got it. While, while you guys think, I think the answer is yeah, that the answer. There you is, found the answer. The answer. <laughs> this is the answer. Yeah. There is no male equivalent. There's the yeah. answer is nothing. There's no male there equivalent isn't. because there's like that's true. Like if if imagine this these whatever however many hundreds thousands of years it's a patriarchal driven society ain't no way that they, there's no there's gonna be no male equivalent like yeah. bald you could have the fucking some of the best like looking bald dudes like, I'm thinking like Jason Statham yeah, like there's no there's no male equivalent well we could try to grasp at like things that we're insecure about to be like hey hey make like, it about us hey. yeah 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 hey girl like you because me too guys that listen. Yeah, exactly hey girl me too that's well, like, that's a good point. I don't, there, there isn't, but let's try to find the closest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what Actually, I was I, that's I what I was going for. I wasn't yeah. trying to find something else. Oh no, yeah, exact. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm just saying like what's the worst for the guy that can even come up with hair is that's, very common for sure. Yeah. If it's not immediately obvious to us, or if the answer is it, it's probably yeah. not even close, right? Like yeah, that's hair, tough. That's like tough. you can't even like not even being buff is like not even really that big of a deal. Uh, fucking money, tall. Nah, I mean money. Like, dude, girls get what a broke artists that they love too you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's such a common trope damn we got it good i've been like so nothing <laughs> yeah i've been so self-involved with my own stroke i realize like wait you kind of got a good bro like <laughs> yeah yeah but on the opposite end of the spectrum when we talk about looks right do you feel like the more attractive female has less to worry about Oh. An attractive male. Yeah, for sure. Attractive male. That means you've, you've like. I feel like you've won. You're done. Mm-hmm. Like that's game. If you're like a widely considered attractive male or whatever, that's it. Like, what the fuck else do you got to do? Like, you have yeah. no other sort of social pressure to worry about. Like, or if like you were and double up, if you were like white too. Yeah. Done. Yeah. You have zero <laughs> problems to worry about. Yeah. You like, win good. the game. You're like, good, my boy. Like, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Louis C.K. is like, I'm white and I'm a male. You can't even hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was a good question of like attractive women having less to worry about than less men? to worry about or more to gain either way. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, um, if we're strictly talking about dating, because I'm not going to go. Male versus female and everything, because yeah, I'm not here to debate. We don't even I'm, we didn't even explore the other genders. Like fuck, yeah, yeah. that's like so far out yeah. of like our. our I just don't understand. I, want, I would like to talk about it one day, but I don't understand. Yeah, it you gotta to. bring somebody else, not me, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. so I'll, I'll talk about it as far as like dating goes and the way you perceive yourself. Like, how would you describe yourself in the dating pool? Not the best at dating, but the sort of like. The thing is, is like I just fall back on it. I'm just lucky enough that my resume is like fucking like solid. What's your resume? Resume? What's on your resume? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Resume. CV, give me the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> One is the, I think, emotional intelligence. In, mm. Primarily in that I am, I put in a lot of effort to be empathetic as well as self-aware, right? So the empathy is like you're able to consider other people's perspectives, like think about how other people feel. So whether in any sort of relationship, I'm always considering that. And I mean, like it goes beyond that into sort of like problem solving, right? You can, can like you can sort of like combat a problem on all these different sort of angles. <clears throat> and then the self-awareness is that 
constant i'm always constantly asking myself like oh uh you know the hard question is like oh why do you feel that way even even for something as seemingly mundane as like by the end of the week i'm like why and like i said i've been half-assing at work and i'm like why is work bothering me so much like why am i even taking this home like something is frustrating me Mm. and then i realized like oh it's because like this whole week at practice you've just been getting your ass kicked and then Mm -hmm. so it's just you've taken that with you into work and then all of these things are sort of compounding so but anyway i always ask myself those questions and it might be for those small things but it could be for much larger things as well so i feel like i've got a pretty good grasp of like myself and okay if I don't, I'm ready to sort of ask those questions and we're, we're mm-hmm. constantly on that sort of track. And then I would say just number two is also like I'm a very effortful person, right? Like Effortful person. Yeah. Mm. Like I, I remember when we were kids, like, oh, being a fucking try hard. Being a try hard was so oh, lame, man. dude. But <laughs> even when I was a kid, I knew like it, it kind of came easy to me to put a lot of effort into things and try really hard. So if like it is important or if I f- and I find that it's like going to be worth it. Or maybe it's not even worth it. Still, effort comes very easy to me and that I have a lot of like of it to spare. So Mm. I can use up a bunch and it might not come to fruition in like a really great way. Whatever. I don't care. I I, I got plenty to spare. I'm going to keep going like I am. I'm totally okay with like with the grind Mm. and long term long 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 term grind and then i think third and i think some of the best like the best part of my resume and it's not by like accident it's definitely a very sort of concerted choice i think the third one for me and the one most important is that sort of i i like do fine and i do really great but also that i uplift like those around me Mm. i would say that's one of the things that i really enjoy about myself is that um, not only am I having like a good time, but I guarantee you, if if you're around me or you're within proximity, like it'll be fun, it'll be a good time, and you'll be at least I'll try to help you to be the sort of happiest, best version of yourself. And so those that's like the resume right there. And then I mean like the extracurriculars, the extra credit, like okay, fine, <laughs> I make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Damn, <laughs> I'm go straight I'm into like, it. It's not, hey. it's not a lot. Hey. It's not a little. It's not a lot. And then applications are open. <laughs> no, like okay. And then also like I'm I'm thirty two, but like on a good week, like I I'll have like a six pack or something like that. You know what mm. I mean? What's funny is like up until the like. 150k a year. I thought this was the friend resume. <laughs> it, it, it went into the boyfriend resume. I, I thought this was the things he wished he had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I think the extracurriculars too is like, I'm not a fucking picky eater. I know we were talking about that today. But that's why it came to mind. But like, gosh, like let's go try some food and really like, and it the food is just a sort of an allegory for the rest of sort of life. Like let's enjoy everything uh-huh. and really sort of uh, let's try to live a a, a vibrant sort of life right let's try all these things and do do all of it you know the food is just a uh sort of one example of many right this resume is like spotless (laughs) so why are you jobless (laughs) i was actually about to ask that i was about to ask that why is he single you know what i mean like i want to hear his answer now the why i mean that's so easy like it's just like it's not like you don't try the one of the one of the biggest reasons that's number two (laughs) i think one of the biggest reasons is that like okay um since okay we've been Going out like literally every weekend and not like doing degenerate drinking shit like every weekend since we were like 16, right? And the thing about um, doing that to honest effect is that when we go out, the goal is to hang out with each other and and enjoy Mm. each other's company and have a good time and truly like spend time with each other. And then so 
uh, the unfortunate sort of like byproduct of that is that we're never gonna be going somewhere and be like, yo, like let's mm. let's get fucking bitches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yo, like, oh, I heard this club has the hottest girls. No, we mm. we're like, yo, I heard this club has the cheapest vodka sodas around. Oh god, I no, thought you were no, saying no, no, the no, cheapest no, no, girls. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I've definitely heard Matt suggest to go to a place because the girls there are hot for sure. No, that was like on accident. That must have been oh, yeah. in the. <laughs> Like we wasn't like or or had already like all right I was like all right Pete we've uh, spent enough quality time I think it's time to uh, <laughs> you gotta even it out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's time today you know or for the rest of the weekend maybe we could perhaps like look at one or two women and you know and we throw up some numbers too we will throw out like some emphasis on look, on <laughs> yeah, look yeah, yeah yeah oh hell yeah I love the like the like damn she bad huh and then just like we just go back to our and then his story is like last night was a movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh for sure bro. it was a fucking movie bro. so you're saying <laughs> the movie that's the reason like why you're the, single one of the reasons one of the reasons yeah, right yeah, one and i feel like that reason is really only prevalent while you're here because you actually have friends here and i don't know about mm -hmm. boston but you know it sounds like if there's anywhere for your dating life to flourish it would be boston mm -hmm. right so why do you think that it's and I, I try i mean like i meet i've definitely like now that i'm out in boston and i can like put in more time and effort into that now it's like it's like oh shit you might be like this older person now but you have the fucking dating sense of like a fucking like mm. 17 year old you uh, know what i mean you're so ass at it and look it's sometimes it's like part of it is like something it's just some things you need to like put work into and it takes practice and time and you know hopefully not too much time because <laughs> god clock is ticking <laughs> no no but i mean like and also too like sure whatever uh t clock is ticking but like we're kind of lucky as dudes mm, again yeah, yeah, yeah. we're so lucky as dudes where uh, while there is some pressure it's not nearly as much or yeah. it it's not it's just not as much it's really not that bad mm -hmm. you know what i mean you can kind of live with it like you can almost like console yourself like well even though like i i don't got a girl or whatever like i could still work on my career and i'll make a lot of money and you know that might help you later to make like to meet mm -hmm. girls or whatever meet people it might not be like the most ideal scenario but like mm -hmm. the the mm -hmm. prospect of you um being alone doesn't get worse as you as you get older as much as as much as it would like other people like it kind of does like obviously mm -hmm. but it's just not nearly as bad for uh for us guys so that's also kind of been kind of like placating me to like be like oh don't don't worry about it you need to try so hard but like i i understand like I'll, it'll be something that i will or that i am putting effort into yeah because it's something um, you want obviously right oh yeah yeah for sure like i would i would love to be better at that jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> But like you know what if and if anything, you know, God gave you everything else. <laughs> well, you gotta like have a you gotta have one struggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know so you. Three, two, drum roll, please. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. All right. So I know earlier you said that dating wise, you feel like you're still in your teens. Why do you think that is? Uh, they say the biggest one is just the. In experience of like seeing how other people are when they're dating. So like you meet all different kinds of people when you're trying to date or talk to people. <clears throat> and I have no clue what they're thinking or I have no clue how people are and act like when they're dating. You know what I mean? So like 
I have, no, I don't really know other people's perspective that well of it's like when they're dating. You know, most of the um, people that I've been around have been in like long-term relationships or the, the thing that I have most exposure to is relationships. So I only see people how they are in relationships, which is, it gives me a lot of like, oh, now I see like what relationships are like and gives you a lot of insight into that. But then when it comes to like dating and it's these sort of, you know, I mean, obviously, the difference between dating and relationships is obvious, right? So that it's like, what are people like when they're dating and you have no clue what the fuck they're thinking? You have no clue what the fuck you're, you're gonna do or supposed to do. And like, that, that's only, that's I would say that's mostly it, yeah. Dude, yeah. it all makes sense then. Because your resume is spotless for relationship. Yeah, but yeah. But you're yeah, jumping yeah, yeah. the gun already. Like, you need to do the whole courting and dating and. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. spitting a little game, but <sighs> he's already ready with the ring. <laughs> he's he's the right guy, but not the right now guy. <laughs> oh hell no! Ah, that's he's, like the fucking hell. No. That's he's, like he's always the weekday, never no, the weekend. No, that's that's a slur. All right, that's a slur. <laughs> God gives his toughest battles to oh, his God. strongest warriors. <laughs> from from your very little experience in dating. <laughs> Wait, wait. Can you put your fingers a little closer <laughs> yeah. together? Yeah. Cut the camera, hey. Cut the camera, hey. Show them how close. That's my favorite thing about you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no. It's like, hey, don't listen to what anybody says. Yeah. You're a good guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally anybody, everybody else. You're like, who the hell say I'm not a good guy? Randy, that's, like that's like a slap to the face. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, no, you're, you're a nice company. guy. You're a good guy. It's okay. You'll get you yeah, get yeah. someone soon. Bro, I'm, <laughs> All right. So, so what? Little dating experience. What would you say is your weakest point? I guess that, like, if you don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do or gonna do in this whole courting. So, what do you do though when you don't know? Bro, Obviously, try, there's try, like an action everything. that you default to, right? Because of mm -hmm. your lack of experience, how little dating you have. Like so, either you treat them too much like a friend or you treat them too much like you guys are already in like some committed thing. And it's like, mm. bro, like you read the fucking room. Like, what are you doing? Mm. You know, like mm. and then, yeah, th I think that's it. It's like you're either doing too much, too little, like or you just don't know how to like think about it. And mm -hmm. you don't know how to navigate just like, oh, yeah, you know, like maybe you could be just like. You know, it's like actually totally fine for you to just talk to like a few people and be interested in those few people. And then you have this sort of like courtship and you're going through and it's not like it's not like necessarily that this is sort of antithetical to your goal of like, let's say you want a relationship or you want to like date mm -hmm. multiple people. It's just part of the process. And you'll learn that process because right now, like, it's you fucking you're lost in the woods, bro. Yeah. But mm. it's OK. Yeah. And mm. like I said, like, again, like we're so lucky that like one as guys and then two just like if everything else for me is like totally stacked like i'm good yeah i'm i'm lucky that there's there's not as much pressure and it almost makes it like easier and more fun you're just like figuring out you're like oh like i don't care if i kind of suck at that like i'm still fucking i'm kind of like the shit whatever, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. yeah you know how you said that you're big on trial and error and that's how you found your happiness in boston it's yeah. just like figuring things as you go what was the time that you while you were dating you figured out, oh shit, like this is not the way to go about it. This is the trial and error. And what was the thing that you could make better? Oh, bro. Number one that I'm so bad at is like, <clears throat> let's say we go out and there's this one girl I was talking to. And like I met her through like um, a, a mutual, like to like a mutual friend. And we're going out and we're drinking and hanging out. And then like <clears throat> a lot of the times too is like, 
I don't know where the balance is between like I need to show explicit interest in this girl, mm. but at the same time, it is a group setting. Like I, <clears throat> and it's like it's a group setting through people that she primarily knows. So it's almost like uh, not necessarily uh, like an audition, right? It's like also you're kind of there to like just also treat everybody else and while as much as you're like very interested in this girl you're not just gonna be like so single-mindedly mm. like looking and focus on this girl and right. then but the thing is is like bro and <clears throat> especially when you're drinking you get carried away and then i was like really into like a group of friends and then she told me later on like hey you know kind of one of the reasons one of the things was just like oh um you were like a little like friendly with everybody. I don't, I don't really like that, you know? And mm. then, and then I explained to them mm. later, I was like, Hey, you know, it was just because like, you know, ever since I, was it also a group of girls or just, no, no, it was just like friends, family okay. and all that stuff. Oh. And that's, that was it. It was like, I told her, I was like, Hey, you know, the, the reason why, like I was like that was because like ever since moving to Boston, I've kind of missed that sort of like familial aspect, right? Like going out to parties with, with that sort of like, imagine going to a house party that's your friend's family and the mom treats you like their kid mm -hmm. and all of those cousins are now your sort of new adopted cousins and I had that family thing and I was, I was in it and then I was like, oh shit, like I really miss this and I really appreciate this. So I'm all like friendly with everybody and like giving hugs and stuff like mm. that. And it's like, oh dude, I'm just because like, dude, I miss, I miss that family stuff. And that I, doesn't sound <coughs> too bad. No, to but me. I mean like at the same it sounds time, sounds like more on her. Yeah. Mm. I mean, not even on her. It's just like, and then also like in, in terms of like, let's say you're dating, right? It's, there's not, there's not like, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but there's not a whole lot of like, like second chances. It's already such a, such a, mm. a thin sort of connection, right? Mm. That like, if, if and especially like for more sort of like the ones that you find more important, if it's such a thin connection and it's this this sort of like back this delicate sort of like dance. Yeah. Right? Back and forth. yeah. So then if if you do ruin it and it might not even necessarily be something that's your fault, whatever, fine. The uh the sort of string broke and then it's all, very nuanced. on to the next one. Yeah. It's almost like you gotta be as perfect as you can early on because everything's so fragile and delicate. Mm -hmm. But what's weird is is the perfect as you can is not being a perfect person, mm -hmm. it's being a perfect dater. Like you gotta yeah, yeah. you gotta be the perfect back and forth. You gotta have like whatever. <laughs> and then so I mean like hmm. I would never like yeah, I don't really it's it's kinda crazy. It's kinda tough and you I'm learning it and watch, I bet you even just like a few months from now, I'll probably have like a different perspective on dating. Mm -hmm. But it's fun to like learn and then like I said, you can always fall back on the fact that like, bro, your your resume's fine. You're yeah. a fucking guy. I you're mean, cool, you'll live. Like, what you works know? with one date may not work with like another date. Yeah. You know? That's oh, the yeah, that's the kind of like what's fun but also very <clears throat> frustrating about dating too, is cause you know, you're always trying to figure out, well, should I do this, should I do that? But I think foundationally, it's more about, well, what are my values and what do I want? And then what am I seeking that align with that, that would make it, I think, easier for dating. Because if you're trying to figure out, I mean, it's very nuanced. And like we both agreed, or like we all agree, is that what works for one may not work for the other. And maybe mm -hmm. that's just meant to be, you know? I was going to say... You know, it almost sounds like uh, when they people describe dating as bases, but not really like, you know, first base, second base, like mm. as far as talking about like sexual activities. Yeah. But more so as far as how comfortable you could allow yourself to be more of yourself. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if it's very early on, I've, I've heard this from a lot of people who date. If it's like very early on, like first date and stuff like that, very easy to kind of just toss in the towel for any given reason. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, uh, we don't have the same music taste, like, whatever's. 
And, you know, further down the dating line, when it becomes like a relationship, it's almost like some sometimes people don't even care. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, yeah, like this thing that might have bothered me at the very beginning, I actually could overlook, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, again, not, I'm, I'm not saying anything against this. I'm also not advocating for it. But, like, you know, I used to smoke a lot of cigarettes. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I used to smoke a lot of cigarettes when I drink. Like, I would never really buy my own pack or anything, but yeah, I would yeah, be yeah. one of those guys who bump cigarettes at parties. And then I would date people who, you know, didn't know that about me, per se. But it's also, for lack of a better word, like a deal breaker for them, typically, at the initial part of dating. But now that you're kind of in a relationship with me, or we've been dating for a while and you're, you're invested, mm-hmm. like, these same people who... That was normally a deal breaker initially. They could kind of like turn a blind eye to it. Because they're already in. So you're saying they're already in. They found out. And then they just decide to sort of like. It's like, okay, maybe it's not that big of a deal for him. Even though if we initially date, let's say on the first date, talk about something like that. Like, no, I'll never date someone who smokes. Mm -hmm. So is this this turning a blind eye a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I I think it's more so uh, a lot of times people like to lay out right in front like, what they like and what they don't like, what mm-hmm. deal breakers are. But once you're invested to a certain point, that's where the real test is, right? Where it's like, mm. are you really that against it? Or are you really just that against it for people that you don't really care that much for? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, again, this is going to sound terrible for me, but I get away with a lot of shit. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's because usually <laughs> when people find out about my bad habits, it's uh-huh. like, it's already too late. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think usually when you... So you were hiding, smoking, and then you're like, <laughs> no, the way, no, no, not hiding, I'm a fucking chain smoker. <laughs> not hiding, smoking, but it's like, you know, it, it happens only like on certain occasions. So it's not mm-hmm. like you're going to see yeah. me on the first date mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette or something. You know what I mean? So I think it is definitely like a delicate dance. Yeah. And it's, it's weird to think that, you know, um, obviously when people date, they try to represent themselves in the best way possible right mm-hmm. this is like me at 100 percent, 110 percent, whatever but is that the best you like dating you and then there's like a best you i think i think i think they're you know well i mean okay so what again i i lack experience in dating just like you you know what <laughs> i mean like i have plenty of experience in relationships and long ones but dating wise i i don't know if i would know how to navigate nowadays you know what i mean as confident as i am in it due to the fact that i'm confident in having relationships yeah i think they do go hand in hand a little bit but there's definitely a lot of nuance to it again the amount of leeway you have when you first start is next to none really Mm. you know especially with today's dating climate where it is really people are kind of disposable you know like oh Like, uh, this person has five things perfect, and then one thing that I kind of don't like, well, let me find the person who has all six things perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I do think that having that kind of mindset allows, because a lot of people that I talk to that think like that, they're typically only in short-term relationships. Like they're deal breakers and stuff? Yeah, because they, they learn it, and it's like they can't, they haven't been invested enough to where they're like, oh, I can overlook it. Yeah. Because I think things happen, you know, outside yeah. of like the smoking. Like I don't smoke now, really. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, down the line, things could change, right? Yeah. And same thing with like bad habits form later too. Good habits could also develop later. So it's like people change. Mm-hmm. But the person that you are initially when you're dating someone, I would assume, again, I don't have too much experience in it, is like 
the one that cares to the person that you're seeing the most. And the person that you want to be in a good relationship, like relationship etiquette is different, right? Because for me, when you decide to dedicate that much time to a person in a relationship is you're looking for the best for your relationship, mm -hmm. not so much to appease the person, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Because when I, I'm in long-term relationships, so I'm like, I'm in the mindset, what works best for us? Mm -hmm. You know, not how am I going to please you, mm -hmm. you know? Because sometimes those things are conflicting. Where's the balance for you guys for the sort of like <clears throat> the individuality that you need to sort of retain when you are in a relationship? You need to still be your own person and your own self, mm -hmm. as well as this sort of like unified couple that you guys are, right? Like we have to, we have mm. to, like we have to cater to us primarily or whatever, but also at the same time, like you still want to be your own person. You know what I mean? You want to pursue your own things, have your own interests, and not just be solely just you relationship you guys yeah you know what i mean where's the balance for you guys like have you guys ever had problems with that like oh, I'm, oh yeah i could i could i literally thought of you <laughs> <I> mean, like, <laughs> what you looking at me <laughs> yeah, yeah i was like out of respect i'm gonna ask <laughs> somebody that, that i'm not biased again <laughs> but like oh how about yeah for you right now actually mm -hmm. i've never heard that about you or like asked you about this but then yeah. so where do you balance your own sort of individual interest as well as sort of catering to the sort of relationship that you guys have that I had to learn because of my past experience with dating. Mm -hmm. um, I had an ex who I felt like was latching on a lot to my life and, and, and a lot of things that I did and my friends and all that. And it felt very like, I guess, not suffocating, but it did feel very burdensome mm. to feel like I always had to entertain and stuff. And so because of that relationship, I was like, this is one core thing I for sure is a deal breaker for me is mm -hmm. like, if I can't maintain that as if like I am my own person, then I'm going to let go of whatever or whoever I'm dating. Mm. But I mean, it's a hard thing to juggle because yeah, yeah. you want to do your own thing, but you also do have to realize you have to make sacrifices and do certain things with, for the relationship. Mm -hmm. What were your <laughs> things like that? You were like, I need mm -hmm. to have this for myself. Mm -hmm. What was that? That you're like, I want this for myself. I have to keep this. I can't like compromise. Space. <laughs> mm. You know, always being, always wanting to be doing things together. Like, even if we went out, I'm talking about my previous relationship. Like, I couldn't be in like, let's say like we're all together at like a house party. I'd have to come back every like five to ten minutes. It was a, and I'm not even exaggerating the time. It was like, <laughs> if it was beyond that, it's like. I'm in trouble, you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, I just, I was like, I can't be trying to help you develop as a person. And like, if you can't even mesh with my friends, that's another one too. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so mm -hmm. she didn't like, like rock with your friends like that. You guys didn't like, she hated like oh. a lot of people. She, especially, tough oh one. Goodness. especially girls, bro. There's one time or when we broke up, like this one girl told me like, dude, one time, when I hugged you and she's behind you, she said, I have never ever received a look that dirty before in my life. And I was like, that's scary. Cause I didn't even know like that's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. And, and it made sense. Cause like, even when we went to one of my closest friends birthdays and she's a girl and she's like, I think she's fake. And I was like, bro, you just met her. And like, yeah, yeah. so a lot of those Ooh. things, like even when it's related to my friends, that's also kind of part of my individuality. Like if you can't, get along with that aspect of my my life too then that's gonna say a lot to me because i've known them longer and you, you know like 
they're a reflection of who I am too, mm-hmm. right? And who I and who I hang out with, and you know, you can't just be like, I just want you, and then because then one of us has to give up something here, right? And for her, it would have been giving up that controlling, like you know, mindset of like it's just me and you, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's forever. I think Pete said that before. Dude, no, never. You never had that? I mean, I mean, I, I've had. Motherfucker, similar... I was there. What do you mean? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's not like it's not like it's only us, but it's like close. You know, where it's like we matter more than the us sum of the us. World. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. yeah. But to me, I've always, I guess, maybe that gives me commitment issues. I'm not sure, mm. but like for me, I never think about it like that. I think about it more, I guess it, this is the part that gives me commitment issues is that, well, if I commit only to you and then something happens and now everything else is gone. Exactly. You know, I have nothing to come back to, yeah. right? And I feel like a good relationship would not put you in a position where that is the case, you know? And as far as to answer yeah, I mean, Matt's... given, for sure, yeah. Yeah. As far as to answer Matt's question, I think, you know, your individuality, where it becomes a problem is when you start feeling unhappy about the person that you're becoming or the person mm, that you mm-hmm. let go of. Mm. You know, I think that happened a lot to me where, especially in one of my relationships, I gave up a lot. And I thought during that time, it was just being me, being romantic, you know, like I would do anything for this person. Mm. You hear yeah, that phrase yeah. a lot, you know, and literally yeah. I was doing so much. Like my significant other at the time was asking me to like change the way I look, you know, like, uh, like get uh, buffer game. something. Coming from you, that's rich. That's rich. (laughs) To the point that she was, she was asking you to change even the way you look. Yeah, physically, like she literally was like, "Hey, can you get buff like Chris Evans?" Like, oh wow. And I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, sure. If that's what you want, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like I ate a bunch, dirty bulk, gained a bunch of weight. Uh, didn't look like Chris Evans, but, you know. <laughs> the, the the, yeah, counts. the attempt was there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn, like, holy fuck. Like, why did I do that? And, you know, because I thought this person was my, the person I'm going to end up with, you know? And the more I've come to realize through seeing other relationships, just not my own, like, the people that you tend to stay with the most are your fucking friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and if if they can't be included in that part of your life, it's gonna be so fucking difficult mm-hmm. because being alone is probably the worst thing. So when you've outcasted your friends and then you're sniffing other and you can't be on the same page and mm-hmm. talk, you can only feel alone. That's it. Yeah. And that you know, so I hear this a lot where people say, "Oh, you you shouldn't talk about your relationship problems with." your friends and your family you should talk to just only your significant other i think that's so fucking wrong Mm. like again maybe a hot take i'm not sure you know but if this person treats you poorly and is very manipulative and they know what they're fucking doing and you don't have a outsider's perspective it's gonna be fucking extremely difficult for you to get out that toxic relationship Mm -hmm. extremely and that happens in only the most toxic relationships Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I, I like outsiders perspectives because I don't think I'm always right. You know, yeah. so I would like to hear what other people think. And I think that only is true if you trust the group that you're in, if you trust your friend's opinions. I think also when you kind of understand yourself more, mm-hmm. you don't need to rely too much on outside opinions and advice 
to skew, not skew, but to kind of give you perspective. Because if you felt like, I don't feel like myself, right? I'm trying to be like Chris Evans. Mm -hmm. Then <laughs> listening to yourself would, I think, give you the same kind of perspective and advice that you would need. You know, because like in my past ones, like I felt like the same way. Um, and I just felt like I wasn't, I was a shell of my former self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, but your friends are a good way to help you affirm that too. Mm -hmm. And be like, am I fucking crazy? Or like, mm -hmm. I was, the, I was very private though with my shit. Like I didn't mm -hmm. like sharing anything uh, when it comes to like, pro even right now it's, uncomfortable for me to because i don't mm. want to come off like i'm bad bad mouthing them but yeah. it is what it is what happened <clears throat> and like i would try to go through it myself and people around me would see it without even knowing the details and yeah i think it is nice to have your friends tell you what you're probably already thinking but when you do find it with yourself and what you already know and what you want and who you are it makes it a lot easier and that's why like i do agree like you should try to contain it with who you're with, mm -hmm. but it's difficult when they aren't completely maybe reasonable or if they are toxic. Cause then, then you have to figure out, okay, well now I need, I do need to talk to someone outside of it. Yeah. I think for me, it would be, I'm going to try to figure it out first. And I, and I have experienced enough of like toxicity and stuff to mm -hmm. where I can kind of like identify it myself. Mm -hmm. And then, and even then, when I do, I think this is what's more important is when you do talk about it with your friends is how you talk about it. You don't come to them and be like, guess what this dumb bitch did again, you know, like yeah, or something yeah. like that. It's like, hey, this is what happened and I want to lay it out for you. And you let me know if I'm being fucking crazy or yeah. like that. Right. Because I know some people who come to you, friends and then it's just you can tell they're trying to make it one sided and they're yeah. trying to get your you know, validation, validation for yeah. them. So, so that's probably more intent then, right? Mm -hmm. Like, right. Yeah. The, yeah. The, like you as in the relationship, what your intent is when you're venting, because like, I was thinking about like, okay, let's say, right. <clears throat> we agree for the most part that when you're in a relationship, you're allowed, you should be allowed to vent to your friends. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's a very kind of healthy thing to do. But then imagine like that line is easy kind of to draw there, but let's say like the things that you say to your therapist, like who should know that? You know what I mean? Your deepest, darkest, oh, yeah, most yeah. like unfiltered, vulgar, unfiltered, unfiltered secrets, yeah. right? Like how much of that should be exposed to your friends or your relationships, right? And so with your friends, it actually, I feel like it does kind of occasionally cross the line and may, it maybe, you know, like you were saying, maybe it has something to do with intent, but also just like, should these people that are just, that are your friends should know yeah. about every single thought that you have about your significant mm -hmm. other, every single like unfiltered, unfettered thought mm -hmm. that you have about this like argument. I say, I say no. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, how are you going to know when to be like, Oh, well, I should tell them about this, but I shouldn't tell them about that. Or I should mm -hmm. say like, yeah. you know, like, Oh yeah, we fought, but also like, ah, I felt this way, you know, like mm -hmm. the lines kind of gets, gets pretty gray. And then like, yeah. especially if you think about it, like in that context, I would say it's kind of like <laughs> when you really want to buy something, <laughs> Mm. And you're like, let me sleep on it for a while. And if you still want to buy that thing, then maybe you did. Same with if you had a problem and it was really bothering you and you took the time to, you know, let it sit with you. And then if you still felt the same way after a while, then, yeah, you know, you could bring it up. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not saying I mean, you do whatever you want. It's your guys relationship with your friends and your significant other. 
But it's true. Once you start saying stuff and then you can't control how they're going to receive it and then what they're going to do after that knowledge too. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing when it comes to relationships is you do have to also, you're an extension of them. I know that, that, that line is very muddled, dude. Cause all right, right, let me, let let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, you said like, Basically, therapist is the furthest end that you go, right? Your friends and therapists. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, I mean, and maybe you, you to yourself. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> it's to like yourself. like the last bastion. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's usually the first thing, but yeah. So you to yourself, you know, you should be your significant other if you can, right? Because if you can solve it before your significant other comes in play, cool. Friends and family and therapists, typically, you would say that's the direction you would go. Well, no, I think no. therapist is. I don't want to say it's linear. Either. Therapist is probably like closer to more like they get to know your deepest, darkest, most sort of unfiltered, fucked yeah. up things. Mm-hmm. So that's closer to you, what you tell yourself. Okay, so, so you think right therapist before? Okay, so well, the, the well, you're why. thinking linear, and he were thinking, I think, more of like who gets the degree of how much you're actually sharing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying too. If we all let's say had access to therapists, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure you would choose that as well because no, you get no. to process it more, especially with okay. professional advice. So the reason why I'm saying this, and I'll give you an example where I think it's not so linear as, as you were saying, is mm-hmm. that let's say, so with therapists, right? This is from what I know. I can't speak on it exactly, but this is what I would assume is that therapists can't really do anything outside of their job description to influence your life. Meaning this therapist is not going to go and meet you up in a park and be like, yo, this, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that, right? They'll, they'll sit you in the work environment in a chair and they'll talk to you about everything that you need to talk to you about and maybe suggest a couple of things, right? Okay. Uh, so a therapist can't do anything outside of the power of work typically because everything's confidential. But let's say you're an example, right? Uh, let's give example is not us because it doesn't happen too much to males. But let's say you're a woman, you're in a relationship and you're husband beat you right so you think typically a therapist would be the person to know that and maybe not tell that to your friends but a therapist can't do anything outside of their power of outside their constraints of work in order to keep you away Isn't right versus legally, like, don't they yeah because you're like some ability to like if it's like if it's breaking the law they have some yeah when, when it comes to harm and yeah, uh, or like just like yeah breaking the law like I'm, yeah i think right like if, I, I don't know like like mm-hmm. it, like the classic question like okay if you're a serial killer and you admitted to murder to your therapist mm-hmm. they can yeah they yeah. can yeah, yeah. They so can break what, at what point you mean so oh, like let's say exactly if it's where. let's just say verbal you know what i mean like let's say they're like mm-hmm. oh he threatened to fucking hurt me yeah I don't know. Like the person I'm who's most likely to help you avoid something like that would be probably your friends or your family mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah definitely not the law yeah, like, I think it's it's like a weird blurred line at that yeah. point, and I feel like you know with toxic relationships like that that get physical, like that's not spoken about enough. You know, usually how friends and family notice is through the physical yes. marks, mm-hmm. right? Like bruised eye, bruises. You know, like I've you know unfortunately known a lot of abusers in my life, and and some people are very very slick with it. You know, oh, bro, seriously, like like there's this one relationship that I know. Like the dude would only punch her in her armpits, <laughs> because it's like one of the hardest places to bruise. Yeah. yeah. So it's really hard to like see where the damage is done. That's that's like insane. Yeah. yeah. Like <clears throat> stuff like that is crazy, and things like that do happen. Obviously, I think you see therapists 
for any kind of level of problems. It doesn't need to be like physically harmful, mm -hmm. but I feel like to that degree, it's not as black and white. Or so you're saying as much as like a friend group could or a family group could help you yeah. out? Yeah. In that case, I feel like I trust my, my family and friends to go out and do something. Rather than, you know, because I've also been in that situation where Wait, people have called me. The friends and family got to interview. Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. this happened. And then I was like, you well, gotta, all right, I got to take yeah, you yeah. away. You know I, know, I know you feel like you love this person or whatnot. But, like, trust me, you're not thinking clearly. Yeah. Like, this is not good for you. And it could really lead to a couple things, mm -hmm. unfortunately, you know. I know of one, too, and friends tried. But they try, and then they also try to be careful not to overstep boundaries and yeah. then it just gets weird. That's also extremely weird. Yeah. Trying to yeah. figure out when you overstep, like that's really weird. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, to get to kind of lighter note, slightly lighter, Yeah. you yeah. know, uh, one of the big things that I hear about a lot is that, you know, it's their relationship. It's not for me to interview. Yeah. One thing yeah. would be cheating. Cheating. Caught right? cheating. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Oh, like, well, I here we know. go. Oh, okay. okay. What, what do you guys think about that? <laughs> And this is assuming we're close to both of them. Yes. I think, I don't know, man, like, especially for something as with, as so, like, with, like, you would think that cheating is a very succinct and clear thing. It's, it's no way. It's not. Mm -hmm. Some people have so many different definitions of cheating. So true. what if, like, on top of that, it's like, what if you were wrong? What if you're like, hey, you know, this is. Like, uh, this is cheating. You got to, like, whatever you, like, prescribe. Like, you got to break up with them. And then the person's like, I mean, it's bad. And I'll talk with them. I don't think that's cheating. But, like, also, like, mm -hmm. why are you meddling in my business? You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're probably already going to be, like, nobody is not going to be, like, on the defensive and feel sort of attacked. Like, this is a very accusatory thing. And they're like, why are you, like, meddling in my relationship when, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, it was bad. But why are you? you know all about my yeah. business what the fuck you know yeah that's tough because a lot of people would say like oh well i would want to know i would want someone to come forward and tell me but then i've seen the whole other side where they're like like get, like stay out of our fucking business and then yeah, yeah. at that point then you justify yourself well i did the right thing yeah. <laughs> and then it's just tough to know like what you want to do because it's you involve yourself and then you know it's not just going to stay contained with yeah. that. Like now it's, it is your business too, you know, as much as you just wanted to be like, oh, hey, just want to let you know because I would want to know. And then it was like, did you hear fucking Matt just? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always like, it's always, everyone always says, like in theory, everyone's always like, I would want to know. In you theory. Have, everyone should tell me or whatever. Mm -hmm. In practice, I swear when you've seen it happen in real life, never works out like in that yeah. way. They're like, yeah. Look, it's tough, but thanks for letting me know. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's always like yeah. some crazy yeah, yeah. fucking drama. There's, it's not. I knew you were always clear. jealous. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think there are degrees to it. Mm -hmm. If the person is like blatantly cheating, like they don't mm -hmm. give a fuck if you see and they'll do it multiple times. I think you have a, I feel like you have, you're more obligated to tell the other person in that scenario because it's almost like, that friend that you caught cheating does not respect you enough to kind of keep you away from yeah. what's meddling in their business, right? Mm -hmm. You made this my business at this point. Right? That's true. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, some people are fucking Oh, yeah, like green. chronic, absolute, like, yeah, chronic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all That's right. That's different, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if <clears throat> it's insinuated cheating, then that's a lot more difficult. Like, yeah. I didn't see it. Like, I don't fucking know. 
it have, looked that way, but have you seen those relationships where, let's say, like you've caught them cheating, it's not a known thing between like the relationship, and then they're like still together forever afterwards. Let's say they're even like married. Then uh, you know, are you still <laughs> supposed to say something like at the wedding? You're like, hey, bye. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> look, I was like, Ugh. you know, like, and I feel like that's that's probably happened before, right? Like where yeah. you you saw it happen. Right. That. You're just gonna add like, and then especially you know what the best easiest way to ignore it? It's like at a party or something, and you're like, yo, that's that's fucked, but. You're so drunk. Everyone's so drunk. You're like, I'm not really going to say anything. You kind of don't think about it because that's not, that's just not your life. That's not something you occupy a lot of your time with. Suddenly, you kind of like sleepwalk and then it's years later and it's like, holy shit. Like, what if like, and holy shit, they're fucking getting married or some you shit. You know what is, what's crazy is it doesn't even have to be years later. You just literally described a bachelor party, bachelorette party. Because mm. oh, yeah, that's yeah, a time yeah. where you would be drunk, where and people <laughs> are a little bit more, you know, Enticed to oh, cheat. Yeah. And also, then, they, then the next thing, Dude. they are getting married. Wait, wait, wait. Are you right? enticed to cheat because you're at a bachelor party? Or are you enticed <laughs> to cheat because you're a fucking cheater? <laughs> <laughs> like the, the bachelor party didn't bring anything out in you. What a great way to move, uh, remove yeah. accountability. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it is both. There, there are people who definitely, it's not in the forefront of their mind. Yeah. But bachelor party, you know, I could, I could honestly say bachelor parties and bachelorette parties do bring out mm. another side of people that typically but wait they're not right. so let's say like the, the same instance but does time make a difference like oh okay that was five years ago that one time or that one time five minutes before the wedding see that's <laughs> that's the thing i, I think it oh, man, if, I, if i if i held my breath and then they're now married yeah, 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 I'm gonna hold my breath to the grave. <laughs> to the day to the grave. <laughs> to yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, you know what I mean? Cause like, what, oh, what, what, at what point am I gonna bring up now? They're fucking married. I haven't said shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the only situation where I think I would bring up at that point would be like, he's still cheating or she's yeah, still yeah. cheating. It's ongoing, and now I'm like, all it's right. Still, I mean, even if it was just the let's say the one time during the bachelor party, it's still. Kind of does make you like a bad person. I'm not like, saying kinda, it doesn't. Yeah. I'm not saying. I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't. Like, but what nothing. direction are you get go though? That's what yeah. I'm saying. Because oh, no, if you already held your breath at the fucking like wedding, yeah, then yeah. you're probably gonna continue to do it, right? It makes no sense for you to do it like ten years later, and they're fucking <laughs> you know they have two kids now and shit like that. Oh, I've lived like, with being a piece of shit for a long time now. Yeah, I can yeah. live with it a little you bit know? longer. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if there's any time for you to say it, you should have said. Before all that. Well, uh, I'm with dude, and okay. The crazy thing is, is it's not like the bachelor parties that we go on. It's not like we're just like, yeah, cheat, cheat, cheat. <laughs> like, like we're literally again, like the whole prerogative of the group is to have just fun, fucking yeah, yeah, literally spend time with each other, enjoy each other's company yeah. to the fullest in the most degenerate sort of like drunken, alcoholic, whatever, like drugs, whatever the fuck. But you're just there to just like have a good time with each other. And it's not so explicit, but then like, man. But sometimes that fun gets out of hand, you know? Yeah, so. I know, right? But then like, yeah, out of hand, I mean like, maybe you, it wasn't in your hands to begin with, bro. <laughs> if you be fucking cheating on a bachelor party. Yeah. And like, yeah. dude, imagine. what a, And also, what a weird fucking tradition fucking <laughs> yeah, bachelor bro. and bachelorette parties were. Oh are. It really is. Yeah. Like, I, I've honestly like... To this day, I still find it weird, and like I've always thought, like, why, ain't, why don't we just all go party together, like, or go on a trip together? We all go on a trip together, yeah. Like, because it's hard to cheat if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, who the fuck? Yeah. yeah, it's always the person organizing, like, hey man, my boy's got to cheat, so I gotta, you know. 
It's last day. <laughs> or in general, like, why the fuck do we care to, like, go on separate yeah. uh, bachelor, bachelorette parties? Like, we literally go on vacations where there's, like, this is not even, this is not uncommon whatsoever where there's 12 of us, all guys mm. and girls, we're in a single, like, Las Vegas hotel room where there's 12 of us sharing one bathroom. It's just like a two queens and we're all sleeping on the floor together hanging out doing mm-hmm. the drunkest dumbest shit mm-hmm. we've done that so many times mm-hmm. why do we need a bachelor party that's just guys because again I, I think it goes back to that side of it is just like people being promiscuous and sometimes it's not so much as like cheating per se right because i think cheating is defined by the couple and yeah. not by the people outside that's of the true. relationship yeah but Let's say, for instance, cheating to someone is intercourse, right? Yeah. And then they go to a bachelor party or bachelorette party, and they go and they get a lap dance. And therefore, it's not cheating. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. to to their you know guidelines. But also, the significant other is like, oh, I'd rather not see that. Yeah. But you do what you do, but as long as you're not doing this, like that's okay. So that's why I think things like that are needed. And I'm not going to make myself sound to be like, I'm not going to virtue signal. I'm not going to make myself out to be like a fucking angel. Like the way I talk with just guys is different than when I talk with girls around, yeah. you know, like it's not even that different, but like if Matt were to say like, damn, that girl's kind of hot. I'd be like, yeah, she's, she's pretty hot. I probably would not say that with a significant other right next to me. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? There Pussy. is like, a, <laughs> <laughs> you mean like if, if she asked, like I would be like, but yeah, that I would is not admit even to it. Inherent, like that's not even inherently a bad thing. That's just the nature of like, with as as guys with guy experiences and guy sort of opinions and jokes and sense of humor that connects with just when guys are together that's what it is and you know when in a but setting some, where there's also some relationships around, they do view that as negative though yeah i mean that's just i don't know you that's see that's what i'm personal. saying it's yeah, just yeah, within yeah, 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 the, yeah. the confines of a relationship right like if you were to say like damn that girl got a fat ass like i I wouldn't mind looking if it's like normally because I know I don't mean anything by it. Like I'm just like, oh yeah, you're right. Like I'm I'm here to validate you, right? Yeah. And maybe like if I'm single, I'm like, oh yeah, she does. Yeah, it's kind of nice. But <laughs> if it's with a significant other, I would respect them to not do that. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't look at all. I'd be like, I have no idea what the fuck you're saying, Matt. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, who are you talking about? <laughs> honestly, even too, I was like, I wouldn't do like do or say it deliberately to like. Or, or, no, or I would I wouldn't say it knowing that it would get you in trouble. However, like I would just like as a joke be like, "Hey, Peter, <laughs> yeah, specifically Peter, check out that ass cheek. <laughs> You're not looking. <laughs> yeah. Pete, look. <laughs> That's the only the only time I think I say it. like even as your friend I wouldn't be like, yo, yeah. damn, like." I'll just just check out the girl with like another single friend. Like you could just yeah, but like, when you're again, you, you talk about. Bachelor parties and bachelorette parties. Yeah, yeah. It, I guess I'm, I could get it. Like yeah, the sort of it's typically pretty like, like, like it's just a bunch of degenerates, right? Yeah. Most of the time, or at least degenerative activities. Like you're not. It's not the point. Is to kind of do those things, right? I'm. I'm not saying everyone does because I've known of some very innocent bachelor parties, but in our case, what we're used to is not that. The the standard or the mm-hmm. tradition is not that, and that's what we're talking about is weird, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. It's the standard tradition. I think, I think there's like stats released recently about oh, really? how much Ooh. they cheat at those kinds, and it's fucking high. Really? It's Bro. at least a B minus. <laughs> yeah. Those like fucking Bro. videos where it's like just a um, a group of girls like wearing the same thing, and yeah. then the one that has a sash is just like cheating, and they're like, well, that's California, you know? <laughs> you know what's crazy is I feel 
And, you know, I could be completely wrong on this. Just my opinion. I feel like it's way more blatantly obvious when a bachelor party cheats than a bachelorette party cheats. More obvious? Yeah, it's more mm-hmm. blatant with, with guys. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I, I feel like I can never tell. With it's like when it's like a bachelorette party, like yeah. they just come back like, oh yeah, we just have fun, like well, get some drinks, you know, got some free drinks at the bar, and it seems like oh shit, they just had a very normal night out, Who just girls, club, got drunk, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but guys, I'm always like, nah, there's no way you <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. did just that. You know what I mean? Probably because like, like the maybe stereo- it's instinct as being a guy yes. too. <laughs> The stereotypical, like, guy bachelorette activity, like, number one all time, like, strip club, yeah, right? Yeah. So, if you're already upholding the tradition in the sense that you're specifically making a guy bachelor trip, then it's like, well, the sort of, like, next conclusion you would make is like, oh, yeah, they probably went to a strip club. Mm-hmm. But a girl bachelorette trip, mm-hmm. there's not necessarily inherently these, like, activities that are like explicitly or like imply cheating you know like just girls in a group together like in a bachelor party getting mm. drunk in mexico or some shit what you do know? you think they do during these bachelor parties that's, no but i'm saying I'm it's curious. more subtle like if, if if the one does cheat then i know like but what well, i'm asking is what do you think they're doing like reading books like <laughs> i mean they're like going out drinking but like you know man <laughs> they be cheating huh? <laughs> You see what I mean? It's so like the tradition for guys is it's so expected, and women you, they only talk about it enough for you to be like, oh, that's what they did, or that's what they normally do. What percentage is cheating, like overall number of times wise? What percentage do you think cheating, in which a scenario in which cheating is forgivable, like ninety nine percent of the time cheating is forgivable? Whoa, or what like the 40? fuck? No, no, I'm I want to be in that relationship. <laughs> No, no, no. Like, yeah. yeah the, the sum total of like all relationships on the planet, what percent do you think where it lands? Damn. Where, you know, okay, cheating is forgivable. Cheating's not forgivable. Where do you think it lands? I feel like typically in people a, would say not forgivable, and I would say that's most of the time, like 90-something percent of the time. What's crazy is I actually feel like in aggregate, more often than not, I feel like the relationship end up being where not necessarily forgivable in that like it's perfect afterwards but like you'll you'll accept it and it'll be like part of that and as opposed forward. to as opposed mm. to being a deal breaker like yeah you'll most relationships where the cheating happens at least more often than not you know whatever 50 what's the what's the percentage that you forgive someone oh, that cheat on I you don't know, man. wait what <laughs> yeah yeah for you yeah what's the likelihood that you'd forgive someone that cheat on you forgive someone that cheat on me oh man you can't go over 100. And don't say it depends on how hot they are. <laughs> well, damn. You took the answer right out of my mouth. I would say, like, I would try 51% of the time where I would try to be okay, but it would be like, I'm betting you, like, as much as I would be like, okay, we cheated and you're moving on, and it's not a deal breaker, how, like, miserably unhappy I would be. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, yeah, directly yeah. fucking... So you say 50-something percent of the time. 50, like, 51. 51, 49, where I would try to, like... Mm. I would try to like go move, it's a coin move on it. Yeah, as opposed to it being just like an immediate deal breaker. Like, no, it's done. However, I don't think that 51% is... I don't imagine a lot of situations in which I'm like like genuinely happy. Yeah. So, so why, why 51 if you know at a coin flip's best, 99% of the time you're going to be unhappy continuing it? I think that like probably I'm more of the type of person to err on the side of like just... Try as opposed to not try, you know mm. what I mean? And then mm. so even though the try 
is something as miserable as like, dang, you gotta like move on from this cheating. I I feel like I would err more on the side of like, you, you just just try, mm. you know. I mean, I wow. feel like more often than not, you know what I mean, mm. at least slightly. But that's just because knowing knowing that uh again like uh I'm sort of like an effortful person, right? Like mm. I, and also maybe just my own sort of insecurity <laughs> in the succinctness of like when it's if that is it and you really cut off and that's done, like wow, that takes a very strong, like resolute person to be like, all right, cheating done. Cutting off right here, right now, like at my definition of cheating, I could only see maybe myself doing that maybe like forty nine percent of the time. You know, mm. I probably still lean skew slightly towards bias towards trying it out. You know, what about so, you, Adrian? Sounds good on paper. Yeah, <laughs> Real life, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Why did I say fifty one on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. yeah, easy to say when you never have relationships. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I probably just drop it. I would just end it. What's the percentage? Percent. Yeah. That I would be forgivable. Like forgiving? that you'd drop it. Oh, probably like 90%. So 10% I don't know what you that would drop it. Gotta be super fucking hot. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're being honest. That's like so why, real. Why, so why, true. why the 10%? 100, because only sits deal in absolutes. <laughs> <laughs> So true. Because I don't know what would actually happen. And there's so many yeah. variables that might come into play. Like at the end of the day, we're human. Like how many I've known some people who were like engaged for so long and then yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't want to let go because of the sunk cost fallacy. Like oh, I put in so much time mm-hmm. and effort and that's part of like being in love and you're just like putting all these things together and you're like, yeah. do I really want to let go of all this? And then you think of all the other things I got to let go of this friends, this group of friends and this family and I'm not going to see them. And then it becomes more than just you and her. And then what she did, it becomes everything you've done in totality. And it that's the 10% is because I don't know how I would react. Yeah, yeah. Even though it has happened to me in the past, mm. you know, um, I don't know. You also grow as a person and maybe your where you stand on those kinds of things could change because the person you're dating may not be the same type of person Maybe to them it was a lapse of judgment, and yeah, it's, yeah. you know maybe you were fucking up and you been working too long and you weren't home and yeah. all that. You know maybe you had yeah, kids. You, you never, you never yeah, know. there's a lot of variables, and I think that's the ten percent yeah. you would have to take yeah. into account. Because for me to say a hundred would mean like, yeah, I would, don't know. Even I don't think I would do a hundred percent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I would strongly want to, because I don't want to feel like a fool from what happened. You know, mm-hmm. and then. Dude, yeah. I'm going to always live with that. I'm going to be the one who has to be the bigger person mm. every time mm-hmm. because there's only so many times people are like, who was that? Mm-hmm. Who, who are you texting? Why are they texting so like late? Cup, oh, br- like the whole yeah, time. bro. Yeah, like the sort of yeah. indignity that yeah. you'll have to live with, right? Yeah. Or it's, it's even harder too is like imagine the person that cheats on you. Like what if they were also family? You know what I mean? Yeah. Then how are you going to like... <laughs> if you, what the fuck? I'm being open-minded here. <laughs> What if they were, what if, you know, your cousin cheated on you and then you're like, you can't just cut them off because they're also your cousin. You know what I mean? Oh, How many times has that happened? <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> Shout out, Kenny. I love you. So Vin said, what do you consider cheating to you? Because you did bring up, it's on the relationship. Yeah. Right? What, what they consider cheating. Oh, lap dance, whatever. That's mm-hmm. not. Lap dance. Yeah. I mean, oh, wait, if my girl got one. At Chippendales, 
<laughs> yeah. Is that a deal breaker? I don't know. That's, that seems more like, oh, that's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas yeah. type shit. But then men's like, let's go fucking anywhere and get a lap dance. But dude, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, yeah. Okay, a Chippendales lap dance. That's, I mean, a lot of people could, I could easily see the argument where considered that's very explicit mm-hmm. cheating. Like another dude rubbing his junk all over your girl. She's enjoying it. She's like having the time of her life. That's like to me a show. That's why. But then mm-hmm. if it was at the club and some random, oh, yeah, to me, that would be dude. like, yeah, nah. Wow. Yeah. Very situational. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because a show is like, it's a show. To, to from what I like, strip clothes is just for men, it's just obviously, yeah, it's a little different, yeah. And then, but that's a show that is completely advertised on the strip and stuff, mm. but yeah, at the club, yeah, that to me, I don't know, that's we've talked about that too, yeah, actually, yeah. where yeah. you're like, is that cheating? And I was like, yeah, and then like, would you break up with them? Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, oh, damn. <laughs> Because, yes, I, I think that is crossing a boundary. Like, I obviously don't want that because mm-hmm. it's just, it is, it, it feels like it's cheating to me. But, damn, that is tough because then you're like, whoa, how much are you going to forgive them for that act, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, to me that would be. But mm. breaking up with them over that might be a little different story. What if she enjoyed it a lot? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, because you can, like, if, you know, there's a difference between she's like, yeah, it's a show, whatever. Like, we're here for Oh, you mean Chippendales? I think you at the yeah. club. Oh, no. God, hey, no. Jesus Christ, that, why are you telling me that? <laughs> By the way, it was so good. <laughs> at heat. Yeah, yeah, the Chippendales one where she's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, he was so, like, hot or he's so buff. Like, uh, yeah. dick was big. Mm. Like, you know, she was really, like, enjoying it. And she's like, oh, but it's, you know, it's just show. I'll be like, I must go see it then. <laughs> <laughs> I must taste the fruit for myself. I think you're lying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> or maybe an easier one would be, what would be, you say is cheating and you would also end it because of that, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, no, for sure. It has to be a, a cheating that, that warrants, like, ending the relationship yeah. without, mm. or more or less without question. Yeah. Uh, what is cheating? I think at the point where someone, like, makes out that's, like, cheating. Like, dancing, yeah. maybe not so much, but I wouldn't be unhappy about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't call it yeah, cheating. I'd be like, I'd be like yeah. what the fuck? And it dep- but it also depends on what kind of dancing, because that's like very broad. Okay, oh, yeah. 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 Of she was grinding then, on them. Also, yeah, how like, many yeah. times did they do that? If it was a one time. How many like, songs? Yeah. <laughs> or passing by, like, Oops, Yeah, it was you know? a fucking, it was a whole DJ set. Yeah, baby. Yeah, dude. <laughs> if it was yeah, one question pretty a little Ricky bit. song, like, ah, okay, you're good, you're good. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, does that matter? Do you think it would make a difference between like grinding for like half an hour, like a few uh, good handful of songs versus just like even half an hour? One, long. one, so- yeah, half or yeah, a few songs or one song. Does that matter? <laughs> yeah, I definitely think yeah. how long you do it matters. I think already right off the bat, it even happening is something that I'll be unhappy about. But also yeah. depends on a couple of other variables. Like if if it was like a gay friend like i'd be like whatever no but then we're even thinking about that yeah yeah honestly. but you know what i mean but yeah. some that people happens, though. some people no. do fucking care yeah. oh oh yeah, some people yeah, do yeah, care. yeah i'm, I'm just putting that out yeah. there you know yeah, what i mean yeah. to me i'm like if it's a gay friend like i don't give a shit right mm-hmm. like to me it's like someone where i view as the intentions could not be pure if mm-hmm. that's more the case like even if it is like let's say grinding right let's say it's like but it's like a dance partner for like a hip-hop class and that's part of choreography <laughs> i'd be like whatever so i don't give a fuck right <laughs> but again it has to go back to like how do i feel about the person like yeah. why why are they doing this okay grind it at the club and so like let's say you're especially if you're drinking right they almost sometimes it's like there's not even intent per se you know you're just grinding on another like cute guy there's no intent you're not really i don't know about grinding about on cute guys i can't tell you about that <laughs> <laughs> like tell if, us more man. <laughs> 
need to be explaining how, what it's like <laughs> to grind on a. <laughs> but like, yeah, what if what if she was like grinding on a good-looking guy that she kind of? I honestly actually don't give a fuck what the guy looks like. Yeah. that's not really yeah. my my thing because well, it's not about, about if I view them as like a threat. It's more so the intentions. Yeah, well, yeah, more yeah. so, how much did she find them attractive? Is why I bring it up. Of course, like you even don't if you, com- you don't he, I personally think that. And this is just me speaking about my past and things I've done before. So this is not opinion. This is trial by fire. I don't personally care if my significant other finds other people attractive, right? Like people, you can find people attractive. It's really hard for you to control the way you feel, right? I yeah, think yeah. actions is really the main <clears throat> thing. So if they find this person attractive and they like they're attracted to them and they grind on them, then it's like a big red flag. Mm-hmm. And I'm unhappy about that because mm-hmm. the intentions could deal be breaker? misplaced anywhere. I would, I would say it's like a deal breaker. I would say it's a deal breaker, but it would be very close, extremely mm-hmm. close. Mm-hmm. It would have to be like a, a big lapse of judgment. Like they were completely drunk for me to even consider that, you know, mm-hmm. that it would be okay. Mm-hmm. And even then it doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah. It just means like, ah, oh, you know, you like, you you really <laughs> fucked up. Like we got to talk about this shit. Yeah. Hey, we all agree that cheating depends on the couple, right? Yes. Depends on what their boundaries and guidelines are. Yeah. Because I've definitely seen some couples where they do not give a fuck if there's some other oh, dances bro. with others. I think the first time I ever noticed anything like that was when one of my friends told me that, oh, yeah, me and my boyfriend check out girls all the time. And I was like, oh, that's very strange. Mm, together? Yeah, yeah, together. Like, he'll be like, oh, this girl's hot. And, you know, what do you think? Mm. Actually, I know it's going to total shift in gears, mm-hmm. but we're thinking about what? Um, when, like, not necessarily sort of spirituality. It might be in, in that your spirituality could be about, like, a higher being. But, like, let's just say you personally, when, when times are tough and you're by yourself, like, what do you look, what or who do you look towards, you know what I mean, to help you get through that? When shit is, like, you're by yourself, like, granted, yes, you can, you can talk to your friends about it as much mm-hmm. as you want, but... Where does the sort of drive within yourself come from? Or just in general, like, how do you describe your sort of like, quote unquote, spirit? Or how do you how do you envision when you think about who you are and you're trying to imagine this sort of like nebulous sort of thing that is not necessarily tangible and it's not just your physical body. And you think about who you are as a person. Like, what do you think about when you're trying to say like, oh, when me, Adrian, you know, is like this or when i think about adrian i look at this or when i think about peter i look at this you know what i mean can you start that off just so that i have a good example a baseline um, yeah i'm not um I'm not a very spiritual person sort of religiously i don't look to religion but when i think about like matt and who he is i just you just imagine this sort of like nebulous sort of liquid thing that's like okay matt is part of him is the decisions he makes part of him is the kind of like all those like negative thoughts that he has about himself a lot of that feeds into it part of him is the sort of drive that he has within himself and so my spirit my like spirituality or the things that i find that are outside of my body outside of just like the the things that you can feel and see is like just the collection of your own thoughts your morals and you know what i mean like and you're just like whatever you're just kind of every day kind of like trying to mold this liquid into something else or mold this sort of like thing you know what i mean to make like who you are so what do you think about when you think about yourself like how do you how do you see that you know i'm the agent go first for the <laughs> second example i guess I'm, i don't know it's, what it's the question kind of, was <laughs> i guess I, I yeah i just haven't figured out how to 
phrase it like correctly, but I mean, I would start just like easier, you know, are you guys spiritual? Not in the sense of like, you know, um, <clears throat> like has to be sort of religious, but you know, what do you think about, you know, outside of like outside of yourself, right? So outside of <clears throat> yourself, you know, like, or either the broader universe or sort of humanity as a whole, are you spiritual? Is that, mm. does that play into anything that you guys think about like throughout your day? I'm not spiritual either. Yeah. So it's hard for me to really describe that because I don't really think about it too much. But I guess if I were to use like a spiritual word, it would be like energy. You know, mm -hmm. people hear that tossed around a lot. Yeah. And I would like to think that me as a person, it's like a lot of like positive and negative energy, but but contagious. And that's the way I want to see it. It's like it's what I do is supposed to be for everything outside of me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I guess in regular people terms, it would be like a influence. And that's what I feel like my energy is, is like influential, right? Mm. Not in terms of like a influencer or some shit like that, but God, like, no. what a but like genuinely like influential, meaning like whatever you're attracted to that whenever you're around me, that's like genuine and that's what you really get. And there's no fluff to it. And that's mm. the way I see myself as if we were talking about whatever like, they're energy. attracted to about you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's, it's only genuine. Like it's really hard for you to be attracted to the disgenuine parts of me because mm -hmm. even I don't believe in that part. You know what I mean? It's, it's really hard for me to lie to what are the myself. like ingenuine parts about you? I think sometimes I feel, especially now, you know, at this age I've gone through imposter syndrome a couple of times yeah. and it's more like self doubt. That makes me feel like ingenuine and it's due to a couple of events where I feel like I, I was very confident going into it and not as confident going out. And I had a lot of people believing in me thinking that I could do this or do that. And, you know, like to speak on real terms, real life terms, like I have started a couple of businesses that have flopped yeah, terribly, <clears throat> you know what I mean? And <laughs> at the introduction of, the idea to start the businesses, people would have been like, dude, this idea is genius. Like you're going to do great things. This is amazing. You know, a lot of compliments, right? Whether it's real or not. And for it to flop makes me feel like I put that energy out into the world and it did not work out. Right. So therefore it's, it brings self doubt because now I feel like I shouldn't have even put it out there in the first place. Right. But that's a lot of me fighting internally thinking like, oh, you know, like I failed. Do I do I not take what people say that like it was actually a good idea that it, it, it was actually something that could, could have been life changing and take it as like, damn, I really don't know what I'm talking about. And like, I'm just throwing shit and hopefully something sticks. Mm -hmm. Or was I truthfully passionate? I really did believe it. And something just didn't go my way. And I'm also a believer, like everything that's within my control is my fault, you know? So I take it back as I'm like, Oh damn, like maybe I'm not as good as I thought, but also I also, I also think like, Oh yeah, if I failed at it, there's something to learn from that. Mm -hmm. Right. Where I could pick myself back up and at the very least, like I'm, you know, I know what I'm not good at or what I could have done better and put that out as like a renewed energy, right? Like something that's like different and refreshed. But are your failures necessarily, 
not part of who you are? I mean, it's it probably is like, although it might feel ingenuine in mm -hmm. that it feels like it was like a negative thing or like it didn't work out, mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it's not part of who you are, right? Like I think. Oh, I definitely do all, think it's a part of me though. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is a part of me. It is a part of me. It's just the way I perceive things is slowly starting to change, right? Because, mm. you know, I've failed a lot. You know, I'm not even talking about, like, other aspects of life. I've failed all over the place. But I've failed a lot, specifically in the things that I believe in the most. Mm. Right? And you do it time after time after time. You start to kind of doubt yourself, right? Mm. Until you kind of you gather your thoughts and you think, you know, all this is actually you take it as a lesson and set up, like set yourself up for like success later. Yeah. I just haven't seen it quite there yet. You know oh, what I mean? Man. Like I, again, I have to gather myself up to where I feel confident in what I'm doing is going to make a difference. And again, that's like a lot of me as a person. Like I want to make a difference, you know, and, and not so much like me, like, you know, me for it. It's just like the impact that's left. Like, you know, a hundred years down the line, like no one will probably know me, but if that impact, you know, has a ripple effect outside, like the, whatever people could have learned from my, you know, experience, then that's more than enough for me. That's, that's what I'm really going for. Mm. And that's like what I want, what I would want to think of my spirit. I see. Cause yeah. like, okay. So you were saying, right? Like, um, what was it? You had failed at the most important things to mm -hmm. you. You had failed the most at the most important things to you. Yeah. And I think I, it reminds me of something I saw today where it was like all like good things in life co inherently come with either the opportunity for or the uh, it has like a piece of sort of embarrassment that comes with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like all things that that are important to you and that are good inherently have some kind of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So whether it's like you with your self-development, which is important to you or you that's to your family that's important to you or your friends or your work, all of those things require some, if you want to do something and to do that really well or to do something really great with that, then it inherently involves some kind of risk or like a relationship mm -hmm. involves some kind of risk or embarrassment that's tied to it. So it makes sense and it's like, it's, if anything, it's like, it's a good thing that you have failed the most with the things that are most important to you because that means that your like focus has been with the things that are most important to you because you had been failing at those things. The, the failures are an indication that like your time is well spent actually, mm -hmm. you know, um, not necessarily that you have to fail, but that it tells me at least at a minimum, like you're, you're looking in the right places, you're doing the right things. Like it's good that you failed the most at the things that are most important to you, mm. you know? Yeah. So I saw that today. I was like, that's a very good way of like thinking about it. I mean, we shouldn't get used to just like failing all the time. Mm -hmm. I like, let's not fucking yeah. <laughs> you get to a certain point in life. Like yeah, I imagine my fucking and my parents are like fucking 60 and they're still like failing at their job. I'm like, guys, please <laughs> like, time to pack it up. You both work at the mall. Like, let's let's finish up here. Guys. Nothing against people who work at the mall. But yeah. <laughs> if that's not what you're happy with, please stop. Like, mm. That's true. It's enough failure. Please, at least you're guys. failing at the things you want to do. Yeah. Rather than failing at the things someone else wants you to do. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Because then at least you're and of course, I'm sure you're taking in each failure in stride and it's building your process up to your goal, which would be success, whatever that you define that to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that matters more because mm. I don't think anybody really gets it right the first time mm. or the third time. Maybe sometimes. Oh, yeah. you just said, right. <laughs> where you were like, 
uh, uh, what you define success to be, then mm -hmm. at least as of right now or in its immediacy, what do you define success as mm -hmm. right now? Like if there's something that you're working towards that you're like, okay, if mm. this is it, I would consider myself successful. That's if I do this, question. whatever. In general, I guess it would be just financial stability. Mm. But if we're talking about my YouTube channel or something, anything, like, anything. yeah, it'd be a little different probably. I don't know. That, that um, I enjoy doing the channel without even making any money with that. Yeah. I love doing that. I think why I love it is because it's always challenging me to be better and make better content and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, success with that, I don't know. It's hard because I just love doing it. <laughs> I think it's already, to me, successful because I'm so proud of the work that I'm putting into it. And every single one, I always tell my friends, oh, this one's better than the last. <laughs> oh, this one's better than the last. And I keep noticing, I keep saying that. Yeah. And it's nice. I just feel fulfilled already. And I think with that one, the success there is to fulfill me in my craft. In general, though, yeah, I would just like to be financially stable. God. And even beyond that, like, so I can just not even support just myself and Ariel or my family. I'd love to just fucking ball out on all my friends. That would be money. the success that I actually well, I want to just be... <laughs> Fuck you, rich. No. You know, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Okay, today, right? Oh, being fuck we, you, rich. <laughs> today, tell us, man. Yeah, tell no, us. Fucking today, right? I was like, hey, I was just telling everybody, like, oh, I'm gonna about to take my parents out to eat. Like, we're gonna go eat at the dry noodle spot. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, yeah. so I, like, obviously, I'm showing my parents like these nice restaurants, and I, I enjoy showing them new places to eat and stuff like that. It's fun to like. I'm like, wow, because they're hard to pick for you know uh, so if i find a place like it's a point of pride like holy shit i found something they really like that they'll go back for yeah and they'll go outside of their small bubble like these are just old true, asian people true. you know so mm. it's a point of pride i find it so i'm taking them to this dry noodle spot i know they're gonna love knowing that i'm gonna take my parents and that i'm gonna treat my parents out four other motherfuckers also joined us for lunch <laughs> <laughs> and, and well and then so we're all eating we're all hanging out like oh it's great we're all having lunch together mass parents are there yeah. <clears throat> and this is like, remind like, we sat at two separate tables because like the restaurant's really small. Mm -hmm. Regardless, like when the check comes, wow, it's one check, <laughs> one check. We didn't even, and he was there today, by the way. We didn't thanks, even sit thanks together. Thanks so much, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't even yeah. fucking sit together. It was just me and my parents at one table, and then the rest of the four at a separate <laughs> table. But somehow, same check. Just went to you. Same check, same uh, check. Yeah, something smells the money, that's why. Yeah, yeah, bro. So it's not all that It's guy. not what's cracked up to be, man. What then for thanks you? for putting down my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Try again. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, Pete. So right now, in its uh, immediacy, or some things that are very, like recent, well, what what would you define success as? I think for me, success would be uh, like a positive impact at scale. I think that's what it would mm. be. You know, um, having a positive impact on people that are not within my circle. Yeah, I yeah. think that would be what I would deem mm. as success. Who's not in your circle? Like a friend of a friend <laughs> that. Lives in LA or like who's like not in your someone circle? who's not even connected to me by friends. Like Texas, remember they're like, "Hey, I fuck with feel good." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Things mm. like that. That was crazy. You know, I think that's really cool because I think if it's within my circle or close enough, I'm we're close enough in proximity that I could help you directly, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's, there's so many other people out there, you know, and I think also if you're within proximity of me, typically you have very similar resources. So it's like it's not that crazy that you know you you get the help that you seek, you know. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of people out there who don't have that, and I think about you know I've always thought about people 
you know, when I was a kid, I was a very nerdy ass kid, right? And kid, <laughs> just kid. Rich coming from you, geek. <laughs> I'm proud of it. You're the one that's trying to outgrow it. Hey. But um, I've always been one to like always be friends with the nerdy kids who are more like the outsiders. No matter, even mm-hmm. though I was friends with like the cool kids too, mm-hmm. and. I just saw them as both people, but I saw the nerdy kid more as like the kid with without the resources, right? They didn't have the friends to talk to. They didn't have the confidence, stuff like that. And I always think about those people because I, you know, growing up with it and also seeing the people who struggle the most are people who are usually the most alone, right? Mm. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm sure people who are vastly popular still struggle with that, but it's less likely. Mm. And I think to me, like you know, kids who don't have the resources. And I always think about kids because they're usually the people that it's easiest to help just because they're more malleable versus like an adult who's more set in their ways, you know? But I think that's what I would deem as like success. And that's part of the reason why we started the podcast. You know what I mean? was, you know, I talked about a lot of the topics within friend groups and that was easy, you Mm -hmm. know, not easy. It was like hard, but at the same time it was easy to reach out to them because like, you know, I have their number. I could give them a call or text whenever, but you know, to impact people outside of it is mm-hmm. and at scale too, because like numbers wise, that's that's really important. Yeah, like the more people you impact, it's like mm-hmm. yeah. like the people that you interview and stuff like that, it gives you easily yeah. like exponentially expands your audience when you're yeah. like interviewing people with like <clears throat> thousands of followers on IG and shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that helps a lot. You know, and weirdly enough, that that does help. And just to kind of go off on a tangent, like the the ones that help the most are the ones that's the most genuine. It's not even the the ones actually with the most followers typically don't even do like super great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, it's always the one that's like has that really genuine moment that's very relatable to some kid out there who feels like they're alone and for whatever reason because they feel like that resonates with them that yeah, it yeah. impacts them. You know, and this is not again. It goes back to what I was saying about energy. It doesn't have so much to do with me because a lot of the times the impactful moments come from the guests. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. this is just a platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't give a fuck if it's coming from my words or the person coming onto the podcast. Just whatever ways it helps someone out there, like that's really to me success. Mm-hmm. You know, because like the other shit is like, yeah, I've made money. And I'm like, you know, I mean, it doesn't really make me too much happier. Mm. But I've always found a lot of like fulfillment in helping others. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I was young, you know, I just never understood it. Why I would go to this kid who was like by himself and I'd be like, oh, you know, talk about like video games and shit and just like hang out with them and like be like, we're friends, you know, mm-hmm. like you're not here by yourself. It's worked out for you so far, at yeah. least. I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's, it is cool because like, you know, obviously I do events and stuff like that and the people who come to my events are from fucking everywhere. You know what I mean? You get, you have the fucking gamers who never go out. Mm-hmm. You have the people with the party people. You have people who go out that's from anywhere. Yeah. And that's really what's about. Like, I don't want to be... And like, I don't want it to be clicky. You know, it's really cool that everyone can get along in one like circle and like build friendships within that. And not really look at like, oh, this person is this, this person is that. It's really matter. I've definitely seen that with your guys' friend group in general. Mm-hmm. Like it's not clicky when, I mean, I met you guys like, what, like six mm-hmm. or more years ago? Yeah. It just felt like I was meeting old friends mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I just met. Yeah, <laughs> it's tight, and you clearly still facilitate that same kind of environment, regardless of the setting. It's the podcast, it's the stream, mm-hmm. it's the Smash tournaments. You know, 
It's nice to see that. I mean, Filipinos be clicky, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I see that. Yeah, no, I just yeah. want to really I, be about it, you know, and everything that I do. Like, that's yeah. really, yeah. I'm a very, like, inclusive person, so. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, clicks is very common, regardless of ethnicity. And mm-hmm. But it, I think that's why you guys have such quite fiercely loyal, like, subculture here. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when you've made those fucking hats, bro, they sold out so quick. Yeah. And then not even just here, but, like. Ridres in Texas and somebody's like that hat's tight. I know it feel good. Yeah, you know, Australia, wherever the yeah. fuck you know. Yeah, that feels awesome because the person doesn't even know who the fuck I am. You know what I mean it has yeah. nothing. No, to you do. didn't know who he was. That's yeah, I, I didn't too. Oh, no. but you know what I mean? Like not the drunk me. Like what up, big dog? <laughs> Cheers to fucking Cheers. getting those successes in the future, guys. Yes, sir. Cheers now and later. Fuck it. All right, guys. Welcome back to Lightning Round. Where we ask our guests rapid fire questions. If they can't answer it, is they it gotta welcome back to sit. Lightning Round or is uh, welcome to Lightning Round? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Mario, this should be you yeah. doing this right now. Yeah, I'm it's doing your, your job for you. <laughs> All right, fine. here we go. All right, <clears throat> Matt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is your least favorite thing about Boston right now? Least favorite thing about Boston? The fucking mm-hmm. weather. It's cold uh, as dick. I fucking, I'm from California. It's supposed to be. <laughs> the world is built so that you should be 60 to 70, 365 days a year. All right. What is your favorite food? Oh, favorite food. Top three is probably easier, I think. Three is uh, Viet, Japanese, and Korean. Oh, Like, okay. Viet's obvious. You got your day-to-day. Like, you grew up. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're white. <laughs> Stupid. Then you got your day-to-day, like, your... You're the food you grew up with Japanese is really good because it gives you both the high and the low end mm. also it's just objectively good right mm-hmm. so you can get the most expensive shit in Japan the most like high end cuisine and then you can also hit that bottom tier as well mm. that everyday cheap cup of noodles yeah inexpensive yeah. 7-Eleven food <laughs> dude like a 7-Eleven fried chicken. Oh, in Japan? Oh, yeah. yeah I heard the 7-Eleven is fucking oh, fire. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and man. then uh, Korean is just like it, it could have been anything oh no I would actually switch out for Mexican. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mexican. That's easy. Classic. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's like literally my people. I'm literally Mexican. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. And when is the last time you did something for the first time? Last time I did something for the first time? Shout out, Drake. Yeah. Do I have to answer, too? Yeah, yep. you suck. <laughs> oh, I still have to answer. <laughs> Moving to Boston was probably the the I mean, most yeah, obvious like one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just stick with the Boston. Moving to Boston. Moving to Boston. That shit was. I mean, that's a big was, one. It's. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. It was both tough and not tough. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, yeah. That is interesting. It could be tough for some, but. Yeah. I'm tougher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was the toughest part then? Being a transplant. Oh, dude, finding an apartment sucks. Oh, really? Ass. God, oh, wow. it's like a miserable process, especially with three week timeline of three weeks from the oh, second you, yeah. you you hung up the phone and said yes. You have to get the apartment without getting a chance to like look at it. You yeah, know? and they Fuck. they pop up and close so quickly that just from the pictures alone, you need to suss out like, okay, this is a good apartment. This is what I want. I think it's good. And then a lot of the times too, it's like. We you do somewhere it's like hey can I have a picture of the actual apartment because mm-hmm. the listing will have pictures of just like their generic like oh mm. this is you know what we have out here blah 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 yeah. this is the sort of standard but then 
you ask for the picture of the actual apartment, and then the generic one is the renovated one. Yeah. And the one that they're they have up for listing is like the old dilapidated one. You're like, bro, uh, please, yeah. this shit is nasty. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like unsalvageable, <laughs> like many things in life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Cannot be saved. Okay, good. All right, that's <gasps> yeah. good. At least it wasn't like making friends or something. Oh no, like that's I said, good. dude. The yeah, when you have just the one. That's all you need. You're like, yep. I yeah. can't imagine like if I didn't have those ones, but you just get the one and you just like you branch out from there and you, you yeah. figure it out. Thank God too, because like imagine if I didn't have those one, I'm thinking about like I would um, like look for work for friends. Mm. Oh God, I hate <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, and it's hard to be friends with your workers because you're already hitting on all your coworkers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's like you can't be friends with them and then also hit on the interns. Like yeah. it just doesn't. <laughs> The math doesn't work out. Not with that, that like, attitude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the, it's just like it's tough, you know. Yeah. All so, right. Last question. This one's for Pete. Hmm. When are you coming back home? <laughs> I definitely did not come up. <laughs> it's for me. Oh, Peter! <laughs> I knew you felt that way. When am I coming back home? Whenever you have space in your heart and your room for me. <laughs> I'll come back home. And you let me Looks know. Looks like you're staying in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> my, luckily, my apartment's kind of nice. I can live there. I can wait you out. I'll wait I you out. I can wait you out. I don't okay. think so. <laughs> All, right. All right. Wait, last one. What do you think is going to happen first? He comes back home or he gets a girl? Oh. <laughs> he's come back Never home. Never mind. Like, that was too easy. No, no, he's, no. He's come home. Like, back he's, home. Come, he's come back, back home like eight times in the past it, two years. No, I mean, I mean, I meant move back. Holidays, yeah. you know, of course I'm gonna come back. If I come home. back home, I meant actually like move back home. That's what I meant. Are you asking me? Or you no, asking no, me? no. I just clarified. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all for me. All right, asking you then. I, I, I was, I'm curious to hear your answer. Do you think I'll move back home first, or like get into like whatever dating relationship, whatever it is first? Like a serious relationship. Oh, or, serious relationship? Dating, oh. dating is, I don't really care. Oh, I mean, like, I don't know. There's like, there's like serious dating, but not boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like a committed I'll say committed. Yeah, yeah committed. Like a committed relationship then. It's most likely you move back home first. Mm. Yeah. I'm just looking at your track record. It ain't too great. <laughs> yeah. Shit ain't sweet, man. And he's yeah. a betting man, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really, just, I really don't like these odds, though. You know? <laughs> I, I do love an underdog story, though. So, you know. Describe your type. Type. Oh, oh, that's so nice. Fucked. Hey, not off the record. <laughs> not off the record? No, wait, off, off the record. <laughs> okay. No. Dude, number one, I hate to say it, like, pretty. Like, that's one, right? Oh. Two, sense of humor. Three, one that I've been kind of cultivating recently that I've really enjoyed is like, dang, when they, like, dress really well, that shit is so, so attractive. And then just, like, throwing a fit that you have no fucking clue how that works. And they're wearing it like that. Like, damn, that shit is fire. Now, I don't know if it's just me, but those sounded like everybody's... Yeah. I thought you were going to go with some mind-blowing yeah. shit. Oh, no, He's okay. like, what, pretty? I'm like, damn, <laughs> you're, you're into <laughs> ugly bitches? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, that's not even, like... <laughs> That's like that could be like as yeah. in in that could be indicative of like damn he kind of skews towards like being sort of vain. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what I mean. You know I what see. I mean? I hate to say it on a little. That's like, why you said off the record. And superficial. <laughs> so what are you gonna say on the record? Oh, that's <laughs> on the record. Fuck. Oh, it's I hate to say it. Like that's the. I don't. I don't enjoy that. 
but you know and there's a whole but that's tight like, there's a whole history to it too but anyway like mm-hmm. it's, it's but yeah. pretty sense of humor and I, yeah, dude, style yeah. it's gotta be yeah and style hmm. I would say or dude imagine too like sense of humor is a big one too it's like not even necessarily that you have to be like a person, but just our own sense of humor. We need to like, right. you know, oh, laugh yeah, at yeah, jokes. Yeah. Like, dude, imagine like mm-hmm. you go somewhere to eat and then you're just like, kind of like, oh, what do you want? Like, oh, I guess it's whatever. You know, we can mm-hmm. eat whatever. Or like, what do you want to order? Like, mm-hmm. you don't even have your own sort of um, individuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you, yeah, you just don't know what you like. Or you, you can, <clears throat> you meet somebody that's just really blase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, that's true. And there are yeah. a lot of people that are just very like, and they're very sort of agreeable and really mm. nice people. But then you just imagine like it just feels like you're just your back is tired because mm. you're carrying conversation. Yeah, or it yeah. just seems like, what the fuck do I talk to you about? Yes. Except the one yeah. thing like and even like with there's some like guy friends that you've had where it's like, damn, all all you like all I know that we have like in common is like a uh, fucking sports. And I'm not mm. even like super into it. But and I'm gonna try to go for it. But then it's just like it never as much as we hang out, it just never goes beyond that Damn. and then it's yeah, like yeah, man yeah. and so imagine imagine if like you were dating that guy dude it's like <laughs> exponentially yeah. worse you know so it does have some that does have a lot of bearing i would say for my sure. my ex was like that mm-hmm. sorry oh, really? to put it on blast but like <laughs> bro i was like i don't know what to do and i was like why don't we watch the office i like picked something that was long it was like nine seasons yeah. as we we're approaching the eighth season i was like i don't know what the fuck to do after this <laughs> so i said when we finished, I was like, "Let's watch Game re- of Thrones." No, I was like, "You want to rewatch the office?" Oh, and this was all Christ. in the same day. <laughs> no, yeah, that that's true. Like, sense of humor is not it doesn't even have to be indicative. Of, like making me laugh, it's mm-hmm. actually about you have your own you you are your own person mm-hmm. and stuff, and you have your own opinions and your own thoughts, and mm-hmm. and we can share it in a way where we feel like it's engaging and. Fulfilling. Oh, I was saying, like, imagine if they have like little kind of like quirky, weird, neurotic shit about them. God, I actually like, <laughs> damn, you fucking. Oh, the other day we were eating like uh, kaju, and then I I ate all of the galbi, and I put little bones. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, like, yeah, that's like some serial killer shit. <laughs> if like I would date a girl that also did that, I'd be like. Oh, you the one. <laughs> this is it. I, you line them up like dead bodies, just like I do. Oh, please. I do that with shrimp heads. I line oh, them yeah, up. Yeah. yeah, everyone does that. They do. It <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's. All right, no, that's kind of crazy. I yeah, <laughs> thought I was unique and quirky. <laughs> <laughs> unique and quirky. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, okay. Um, what's the least confident part of you? Oh, for sure, easy. The whole like inexperience with dating. Mm. <laughs> And it's it's um it's not least confident in that like I'm super insecure per se like mm-hmm, as yeah. in like it's just like it's holding me back but just knowing that um I'm so like bad at it and I keep learning and it's just like remember how we we're talking about like all sort of like good things like relationships for example inherently have that piece of embarrassment or that risk to mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. that you have to expose yourself so imagine doing something where you're like constantly exposing mm. yourself right mm-hmm. it's like way skewed like yeah. more than usual more than most people would be sort of exposed to that sort of like exposure and that vulnerability and then the <coughs> thing is is like if it's something that you want to work on and then you're trying to do like work towards getting better mm-hmm. then that means that you're even more so are going to exactly. have to face i was gonna disagree like, yeah <laughs> i was gonna say you're not not confident in that the fact that you're 
doing it and continually doing it and trying to improve on it it takes confidence to do that because it's mm. easier to just be like, I'm just not going to do it because mm. that is the easier thing to do, right? Yeah. Especially because yeah. it's so hard. Could be the least confident part of him, though. Yeah. Mm. Like, I'm not saying that he's not confident, but the it, least. With, yeah, and that's uh, just like, that's also, that would be... I see. Um, that is not even within... <clears throat> I, I don't see. My, <laughs> like, the, <laughs> the idea of like not trying to do something is not even, does not even exist that idea doesn't even exist mm-hmm. in my zeitgeist whatsoever. Effortful like, right that's here. That's not even, yeah. So it was, it's just, you suck ass at it and mm-hmm. you're always embarrassing yourself all the time. And you find yourself <clears throat> getting carried away or getting led on yeah. or whatever. And then you're just like, oh, oh, I get it now. That's how it's supposed to be. Like, oh, that was my mistake. Like, ah, oh, all right, all good. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. But it's like, damn, bro, you, I, I'm embarrassed all the time. Like, taking off my pants in fucking <laughs> all the time, you know what I mean? Jesus what was Christ. the distinction you were saying between what I said? Like, the least confident and... So, least confident and unconfident. Mm. So, like, unconfident is like you actually don't believe in it. Least confident is like you're confident in everything else. This just happens to be like... Oh, the, the least one. Like, oh, but it's yeah. still... Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I don't think he's doing yeah. anything with no confidence. No. But that's a good distinction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna throw you a bone because right. for any viewers watching <laughs> this like all the way through, they they might be you know there's might be a small little bit of interest in you. So why should someone date you? Yeah, he coming with it. I just say, what's your favorite food? <laughs> <laughs> I go. It goes back to like what color is this guy? What color is guy? Thank God, something I can have. <laughs> Why orange do? on a good day. <laughs> no, all right. Why? Why should someone? It's this. It was the same answer as like the very beginning that I was saying um, when we we're going through my resume. It's honestly, if you were to be with me, I would help you become the happiest, best version of yourself. Mm. And it's it's both. Like you could be both happy in the relationship as well as being happy with the person that you are individually. Like I understand that. It, both are very important mm-hmm. and that and it's it's as as simple as that right like mm-hmm. relatively as simple as that like i definitely put in a lot of thought and consideration into all of the sort of elements that play into making you happy in the relationship or making you happy as your own person but i can that, has, that i don't like to speak in absolute like in absolutes but yeah, yeah. i can guarantee you like that's going to happen to some extent at least at least to some extent like you will be mm-hmm. The happiest, like best version of yourself, like with me. Okay, that's it. What it sounds like to me too is the only red flag you'll see is in the dating phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The relationship, the relationship phase is all green. Yeah, bro. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I got but that's, you. Again, that's all. The, <laughs> I got you. But that's like that's the the honestly, it's <clears throat> that's like the fun in it, right? It's it's the learning. Like, wow, you mm. you have something that you've been, dude, you've been ignoring for. 31 years that you've been ignoring mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're so terrible at dating and it's like like you've almost almost to the point where it's like <clears throat> you're getting sick of it like I, peter understands too where i express like my frustration and like fuck i'm like bro this dating thing i gotta really work on but then mm-hmm. never end up working on it because again like you're just there to just hang out yeah, and, yeah. and inevitably you just mm-hmm. you know hang out with your friends your family and you work on those sort of relationships instead mm-hmm. but then finally you're out there you you've and and I didn't even think about like this is what was gonna happen. That this would be a consequence of moving away. Mm-hmm. You know, I just literally thought like, you get me the phone call, offer's good, three mm-hmm. weeks, all right, let's do it. But I have found like, 
found a way to enjoy like moving out and getting something out of it that something that's also like not just like trivial something very important mm-hmm. something i really want to work on and it's uh, it's just part of the fun and when like that's why it's like people ask like oh do you do you like moving to boston or whatever i'm like genuinely yeah and i know mm-hmm. it seems hard to hard to sort of like see that it's the truth but I, I truly am having fun and it's not to detract from the fact that you know it's not like i yeah. don't fucking love home to death yeah yeah but, it's hey. not one or the other damn that was good all right matt this is your chance right. yeah i'm gonna let you riz them up go ahead Please, <laughs> begging you, <laughs> if if there's an ounce of kindness in your body for a dollar a day, <laughs> you can UNICEF, you can you can save me from this fucking hellscape. Please, being single in 2023. All right, last question. Last question. Easy question too. Here we go. What is the most Gen Z thing about you? Gen Z, oh. bro. <laughs> I fucking try to emulate how they dress so much. I love mm. it, dude. I don't know what it is. I don't. Uh, maybe I'm been mind washed by TikTok, but bro, man, I love the way that they have such irreverent fits. Like, it's not a, not about like they'll. I don't know how you pull together the most random pieces mm. of clothing and make mm-hmm. it look good. And it's like, what the fuck? You match this with that and this with that. I'll never get it, but somehow. I am also, at the same time, the biggest fucking fan of that, man. All right, guys, that concludes our lightning round. I want to say thank you to our special guest, Matt. Boston Matt, tell us where we can find you. Mega Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. I haven't been in Boston that long yet. You can find me in the greater, greater New York area. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I guess... More, uh, more colloquially known as Boston. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. That's not too well known. I just want to say thank you for coming on because, man, hopefully you get some hits from this because <laughs> otherwise it'd be a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> thank you guys for watching all the way through. Make sure you hit this guy up because he's fucking lonely the out in Boston. longest hinge profile. <laughs> for real, for real. And make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you guys tell us what you guys want us to talk about next. And remember... Live fast, eat ass. ass.